nine o'clock on a Saturday night. No, Friday, Friday night. night. And we're wow. here with and the Snark Talk. Snark is here. Talk. Man, I really thought this was a Saturday. Man, that's good, right? It, it means you get the whole weekend ahead of you. That's true. You're yeah, smoking multiple days. You're smoking meats. That's that's what's going to happen after this podcast, Chris. You're going to have to leave here all night smoking the meat. So I may have gotten a little ahead of myself. <laughs> you got a, you got a little. Uh, what do they? What's that saying? Like I put the cart before the horse. That's one, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, something before the britches, something like that. Yeah, like my body before your feet, toes before my face. I don't know. <laughs> Ankles before your elbows. Yeah. I don't anything know. Anything that's weird before something normal, right? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So I. All of this started because I asked the boys one day, like, hey, what'd you have for lunch? Like, did, like, what was at school for lunch? They're like, oh, it was pulled pork. Smoked, smoked meat, dad. Yeah. They're like, we had pulled pork for lunch. And Grant was like, oh, I love it. I love pulled pork. And Grady said the same thing. He's like, I, I, I liked it a lot too. I was like, oh, my kids hate it. Really? And they loved it. And I was like, I can make better pulled pork than what you just had. Yeah. I guarantee you. Oh, well, yeah, it came out of a slop bucket. <laughs> I know. They don't know that yet. And what I said is, like, I can absolutely make it better than what you've just had. And I just recently purchased a new smoker, just an electric smoker in a box, like, whatever. You don't need nothing fancy. I ain't spending a lot of money on all these fancy Traegers the cheaper the or smoker, Green Mountains. The cheaper the price per pound of smoked meat. And Correct. That's, if I can get a smoked meat cheaper, I'm in. All you need to do is be able to season your meat well and put a little smoke to it. And guess what? If you have any heat source whatsoever, electric, gas, heavy breathing, you'll make <laughs> you'll make smoke. I like it rare. And it will cook the meat. So, yeah, got a cheap one uh, like three days ago. And it's been sitting in a box. And then I told everybody, I was like, yeah, I'm going to make pulled pork for Saturday because it's Graham's birthday. Like for his fourth birthday, I'm going to make pulled pork. And then Amy and I were gone all day today. Wonderful day, by the way. And then I realized like I hadn't set up anything with this smoker. Hadn't like you probably shouldn't put meat in a brand new I mean, smoker. Why not? You got to burn off the insides. They, they yes. say that you have like a. A break-in period, you know, like a... Uh, Everything that says called? that, but come on. No, they, it's got package Nobody stuff. I turned it on, and I was burning it off before I got here, and it smelled horrendous, burning off what, whatever was inside, you know. Probably like the oil. greases and oils, yeah. Like the packaging grease, yeah. I guess it would be, so it doesn't rust. I don't know. Anyway, so it was doing its thing, but now I'm going to have to go home immediately after this. And put meats in a smoker. You don't really have to be awake. You just put it in there and then right. you go to sleep. Correct. But I'm also going to have to continuously put wood chips in this thing. Oh, it doesn't automatically feed them in? No, no. It's a cheap one, Chris. <laughs> it's cheap. <laughs> so I have to physically do that. So I'm going to put this, put them in and then I, I don't know how long they last. That's my problem. So what, what kind of meat are you working with here? A nice pork shoulder? Pork butt. Pork butt. Yeah, which is like still part of the shoulder. Yeah. But it's like the blade yeah. rather than the front end. Shoulder so a is... A pork picnic is like the front end of the shoulder, I believe, on a 
on a pig. A pork butt is the backside I towards butt the blade. Butt is the one that makes pulled pork out of shoulder. It usually make like Italian beef. Yeah. That's the way it goes. Italian beef out of pork? Italian beef. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading the comment. Okay. <laughs> um, not Italian beef. What do I make out of the pork shoulder? I don't remember. You can make all sorts of things. You yeah. can still do pulled pork out of pork shoulder. Like a, they call it a pork pic- picnic. Where's the video? I don't know. I'm looking at it. Yeah, don't we have the video up? Let me get on Facebook. We should be on Facebook and YouTube yeah. live right now as we speak. Anyway, um, so I make pulled pork, but I just make it in a crock pot, and I just use liquid smoke, and it works just as well. That And it tastes just as delicious. Garbage time. It doesn't. <laughs> it would There's not be, no possible way. It would not be David Seedentop approved. No, it would not be David Seedentop approved. And actually, Amy and I were going to talk to him or like get his opinion on the exact same thing I texted you this morning about the Route 66 diner. Mm-hmm. This place, so this was like a slum bucket diner before. Like, it wasn't I very good. that. Oh, it was not a very good place to sit in. It had fine food. The food was fine, but it was not a good atmosphere. It was like a diner that was just not well taken care of. I disagree. It was, really? it was a fine place. It was less than fine. Okay. It's just... You went there if you had to. I didn't go there very often. We went there occasionally. But now, you go to that place. It's ritzy. It's ritzy. It's like, this is a highfalutin diner. It's a high-end establishment. Yeah, I wouldn't even call it a diner anymore. I'd call it a five-star restaurant. Really? Oh, my gosh. The inside is amazing. The outside's amazing. They redid the whole outside. They added a little, like, entryway. It's all, like, rock, like, neat rock. On the front, I don't know. But the inside, you know, they got the black ceiling. Everybody's got that sprayed black ceiling. But the decor is very Route 66-ish. Yeah, but makes sense. But high-end. Oh. It's like barn wood and the front of a car okay. sticking out of the wall. <laughs> I don't know. It looks really nice. I, I like it a lot. Well, there and you go. It was way better than I expected. If you need somewhere to go, Route 66 Diner. It's right on Route 66. It is. Well, it isn't really, but it's right off of Route 66. It's like right at the corner. But I was really surprised by it, and I was wondering how David felt about this change. You know, like, I just feel like he would have a very strong opinion. I'm sure. One way or another of how this went. He's an opinionated guy. So are you. And you have <laughs> I haven't, an opinion. I haven't been there yet. I know, but the mob let's not let loose that <laughs> um let's not let loose the uh speculations okay i don't want to be whacked huh so you said you had a wonderful day what was your what i happened did have today? a wonderful day like amy and i have we work every day right and i have fridays off she has a random day off usually during the week but we very rarely ever have a day where we don't have children around us or we don't have something going on and it's just her and I being able to go do whatever we want, literally whatever we want. And uh, today was one of those days. Within the confines of Corona. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It turns out it's hard to do whatever you want with coronavirus going on because we had plans of like eating and you can't do that in anywhere unless you're in Dwight or around Grundy (laughs) County or Livingston because Bloomington, you cannot dine in. 
There is no place around there that you can dine in. I was given wrong information, though, because the guy that I work with lives in Pontiac. He always goes to Bloomington and told me, oh, yeah, everything's open. You can eat anywhere. You can do whatever you want. Well, he's a liar, and I'm just going to be fired. Um, that's not true. I'm not going to fire anybody. Uh, so we went there and basically all, all we did was shop all day. We just like shopped for like different Christmas presents, like random stragglers that we have. We've got most of the kids stuff, but I don't know. We literally just went anywhere we wanted to shop, but we don't ever get to do that. And we said it on the way down there. It was like, when was the last time we had a day that it was just like her and I to do whatever we wanted. We didn't even have to shop if we didn't want. We could literally just sit there and sleep if we wanted to. It's been years. I honestly don't think we've had a day where her and I got to go and do something. She's went and shopped on her own, like with friends and stuff multiple times, or I've went and done things multiple times, but it's never just been the two of us. And it was pretty delightful. Like it was a really good time. Bad Bath and Beyond. Yeah. So we made that joke. She said, hey, there's Bed, Bed, Bed Bath & Beyond. And I said, I just I don't know if I have enough time. <laughs> it was fun. We you laughed. You know, some of the, you know. We went to Bloomington. I don't and mind, there was a lot of I don't stuff mind Bed Bath & Beyond. We didn't go to Bed Bath & Beyond. That, they got like, they always got interesting gadgets. They and do. I, I like gadgets. I'm a gadget person. Yeah. And they're always those gadgets that you're looking at like, oh, I need this. And then you sit there and think about it and you're like, I've fallen in this trap before. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I fall in this trap every time I see these. So, um, so I like that. But the one I really like that most guys don't like going into is Hobby Lobby. We went to Hobby Lobby and Home Goods today. It was great. I, I liked Ho- Hobby Lobby better than Home Goods. Hobby Lobby's great because they have like a huge section of like Star Wars and Marvel stuff. And com- like comic, comic book stuff. Book stuff. Yeah. And there was canvases. They had painted canvases oh, yeah. of... Batman and everything. I had like three of them ready to go on the cart. And Amy was not. She's like, no, we don't need these. You bought them for Christmas presents for like your parents. No, I told her. (laughs) I literally told her she's walking out of an aisle. I said, I'm coming back to one of these stores without you. And I'm going to buy these things to put in to hang in the office or like to hang wherever. She's like, but it doesn't match anything. I said, I don't care what it matches or what it doesn't. I want this. Yeah. It was literally like a two-foot painting of a Jim Lee Batman. Yeah. I want that in my life. I remember when Cash was uh, little, we were decorating his room, like after he moved out of like having a nursery. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to Hobby Lobby, and they have this whole comic book section. Yeah. If you haven't checked it out, it's awesome. It's so good. But I got, they had these wooden like things, then they, and they were covers of comic books. Yes. And they have like, like, 20 different ones of all different comic book heroes. So I got like six of those and I like hung them up. And then they had these bigger ones that were like poster size, mm-hmm. but they, it was all wood. And then inside of it, it had little mini covers of different comic books. It had like nine, uh, nine per the poster. But even those were like raised out and they were wooden. They're super cool. Really? I didn't see and, any and they of those. Were, like they were that. not expensive. Nothing there is expensive. So I got like two of those and, some other crap and Marley's Well, the like, big thing today was that they had fifty percent off all wall decor. They always do. They always have like 50% oh, so off cheap. Everything. And then you go up there and you were like, "This has got a scratch or a ding on it," and they're like, "Ah, five bucks, fourteen dollars." <laughs> like okay, so I got those, and then I ran out of places to hang stuff. But then they had these like tin, like 
pow, bang. Yes, they like, still have those. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, I got to get those. And his room was, it was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. And then Sky moved in. And she loves it. It stayed the same, basically. Yeah, why wouldn't it? <laughs> so, uh, oh, by the way, Ian says, uh, I call it American flag restaurant, I'm guessing, because of the big flag mural on the side of Route 66, but it's probably not there anymore. No, it's not there anymore. The whole outside of it is completely I different. I liked the old Route 66, so we'll see. I'll try it out for sure. I liked it. I've always had a good, solid diner meal there, so I don't know. I'm into it. Got the snarf truck. Dan Bennett. He works with me. He sent me a Christmas card. He gave you a Christmas Thank card. Thank you for that Christmas card. That was very nice of you. Dan's always commenting, and I never understand your comments, Dan. I'm sorry. <laughs> Got the snarf talk. Got the snarf talk. Yes, you do. But must be my end according to comments. I don't know what that means. Because he said the video wasn't working for him. Oh, it wasn't? Where's the video? Yeah, I just scrolled up, and I realized that I didn't read the right thing. So pork butt is shoulder. Yes, pork butt is shoulder. Pork butt is the backside of the shoulder, the blade, yeah. if you will. The Actual, like, blade, like your... What's that called? What? Shoulder blade? Oh, yeah. Shoulder blade. <laughs> that part is inside of the meat. You got to pull that part out. But I'm going to smoke the crap out of them. Um, yes? Never mind. Okay. So we were going to... Amy and I were, obviously, like I said, we were shopping, whatever. We planned on sit, like sitting down at a restaurant later, which we had not been to one. We went to Route 66 Diner this morning, and we got in and ate breakfast and did whatever. Uh, then we didn't eat lunch because we ate such a big breakfast, so then we were going to eat later in the day. And we planned on going to a sit-down restaurant somewhere, tried a couple places, and they didn't allow us in. Then we started looking around, and every place we looked at had you know, if like on TripAdvisor or like if you just Google it, like on Google Maps, it'll tell you like their selection. And the dine-in option was all red X's for all of the restaurants, all of them, hmm. red X's on the dine-in. So I'm assuming the Bloomington area is completely shut down for dine-in. So we decided to go to Portillo's and just eat in the car. And like we just ate in the parking lot, you know, just like Portillo's. savages. Yeah. <laughs> And I remember I brought up a bunch about our top 10 fast food restaurants and talking about Portillo's. And we both said, like, not huge fans of Portillo's. I had it on my like list. We had, it, we had them on the list, but it wasn't a, in the top five. And we we're like, it's fine. It's something we like. And I remember you bringing up the burgers. And you're like, they've got really good burgers. So at some point, I don't know if it was on that episode or if we were just somewhere else. Actually, and you it wasn't about me it. that brought that up. I think it was a listener. Yeah, somebody did. I yeah. just remember hearing that their burgers were good. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get one of them. So we went there. Amy got an Italian beef with both hot and sweet peppers. I ended up getting a um, char broiled burger. It's really hard to say, uh, but a double. And then when it came out, like we got it, we park in the parking lot like weirdos. I moved the seat back because I have the steering wheel in front of us. I got this aluminum pan that I had bought previously for these pork butts, and I used it as a table in the front and set everything on this aluminum pan. And I opened up the box for this burger. It's enormous. 
first of all. I didn't realize like this double burger would be that big because if you get a double quarter pounder or even like a anything from <laughs> McDonald's, it's not this big. It's not like an actual burger. This was huge. I could barely fit my mouth around it. And it's really good. Like real good. I'm going to have to try this out. I couldn't believe it. I was eating this thing and I was like, looking at Amy, I had shit all over my face. I was like, this is a really good, like, this is a really good burger. And I was super distraught at the moment, like, because I wanted to go sit down at a restaurant, right? And as soon as that, I realized that so that was not like going to happen. Furious mode. Yeah. Everything was ruined for me. <laughs> everything, the world ended. I was like, this is stupid. I want to sit down at a restaurant. And then Amy's like, well, let's go to Portillo's. I was like, I don't even, I don't even know what Portillo's has. What do they even have? She's like, well, if you look at the sign, it literally says like beef, dogs, burgers, like it says it on the sign. And I was just being a grumpy, like baby about things. And I ended up getting this burger and it was like, I was very hungry, but it was also very good. Did you get the chocolate cake? Yes, absolutely. You did? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We got a slice of chocolate cake. Amy fed me while I was driving on 55. Oh. It was so good. <laughs> and and then the cheese fries. You got to get said, cheese uh, with he the fries. was such a baby. I really was such a baby about it. I wasn't going to admit it at the time, but now I, <laughs> I cry face. Yeah. No, it really was. Uh, I was angry. I wanted to sit down and eat food. But I tell you what, if you go to a Portillo's, Get yourself a get burger. yourself a burger, a charbroiled burger, or a Italian beef, or, yeah. or a combo. Well, or the hot dogs. Apparently, the hot dogs. Yeah, are they're the way good to go too. I've too. had those. They've got a chili cheese dog. Yeah, Marley always gets that. I want. I kind of want that right now. I thought about getting one then. I was like, but I really want this burger. Yeah, I should have got both and just eaten one tomorrow before I smoke. <laughs> before the smoked meat is done. Did you uh, finish all of your shopping? Um, yeah, pretty much. You know much. what would be good? Yeah. Pulled pork and chili on a hot dog. Just put it all on there. Yeah. With some onions. It would be very good. You should do and that. And sport peppers. Yeah. Because sport peppers are good on anything. Oh, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, you should go to Portillo's and try a burger. I thought you were the one that told me this. No, I don't I really think so. did. You've never had one? Uh, no, I've never had one there. No, I've only literally had the Italian mm. beef, I think, and maybe a hot dog a couple times. Really? Yeah. Well, you haven't lived. I didn't really, again, like, I think somebody else brought it up because I didn't even know they had burgers. I didn't either <laughs> until I, that, when it's I said it It's very overwhelming. I've always tried to get other things there, but it's super overwhelming because you walk up. Now, I've never ordered in the car, but you walk up. They got their huge sign with like a million I things know. on it. There's always a line of people behind you and, and like you, pushing on your back. You get stressed out. And... You're just like, uh, 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 Italian beef. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're exactly right. And there's like a stressful situation ordering inside, and they have a specific way to order things. Yeah, I don't do that. No, I know, but then they like, you just say what you want, and then they say it the way you're supposed to order it, and you're like, I don't, it's like, I don't, what, do I want what? <laughs> I, I don't know what you mean. I didn't get it. But in the drive-thru, there was a lady standing outside, yeah. With a mask on, like taking your order, you know, and way easier, way easier to order that way. Yeah. It was less stressful. I didn't give a crap about the car behind me. It took us forever to order, but we got through just fine. Right. Um, 
I got some sad news. Oh, sad news? Yeah. What's that? So 2020 continues to take people from us. Yeah. Ooh. This one, I don't know if you'll know his name just by me saying it. Maybe you will, but others probably won't. His name is Jeremy Bullock. Uh, Star Wars? Mm-hmm. Boba Fett. Correct. Yes. <laughs> you got it right. The original Boba Fett uh, passed away just this week, like two days ago. Um, and, nat- natural and causes. Peter Mayhew died this year, too. Yes. We never brought that up at the time. So Chewbacca and Boba Fett. Didn't um, the original Darth Vader, what was his name? Wasn't he at the beginning of the year? Prowse. David yeah, Prowse. David Prowse. Yeah, I think so. So we have... I'm pretty sure. So we have Darth Vader, Chewbacca, and Boba Don't Fett. Don't have many left. All passed away this year. And Carrie Fisher, but and that was last year, but yeah, or maybe even two years ago. But yeah, wow, that's not a many lot. left. Harrison Ford better watch his ass because he's like 90 years old and he's about to be Indiana he, Jones again. He is pretty old. <laughs> How is he that much older than uh, Mark Hamill? Uh, Ian says ribs are C, pasta C minus. Tender C plus. I wouldn't order a beer there. I don't know what he's talking about. I'm assuming from Portillo's or Route 66. He might still be talking oh, about. Route yeah, 66. maybe it is. We're past that now. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't think so. I was having breakfast there, so the breakfast is fine. And you know what I had? Eggs Benedict. Uh, no, I had just that dog food corned beef hash. There you go. I had two eggs, corned beef hash, some uh, hash browns. Oh, so good. Trash food. Oh, gosh, I love it. Oh, I was so excited when I saw the corned beef hash and the eggs. I was like, I guarantee you this is coming out of a can, and I cannot wait for it. I can't. I love it so much. Anyway, yeah, Jeremy Bullock, the original Boba Fett, has passed away. Isn't that uh, weird because Boba Fett's making like the biggest resurgence right. of that character ever? Maybe he felt like... Is it, do you it, think he his, thought he it was... was Finally, like taken seriously. Maybe. Do you, I mean, he. <laughs> do you think he ever thought it was weird that he had like what one minute of collective screen time in all of the Star Wars universe, and he was like one of the most popular characters? So I brought that up after we were watching it with Grady last week. That's when I really realized how little screen time and or, or in any action that Boba Fett really has. He doesn't really do that much. So he's in, in the two movies. Empire Strikes Back, uh one scene with Darth Vader where he's picking out the people. Yep. And then I think maybe at the end when they freeze him in carbonite, he's like bringing him yes. out. Yep. He does that. So there's that. Well, he might be in his ship because he tracked the Millennium Falcon there, right? Mm-hmm. So he might be in there for a little bit. And then in Return of the Jedi, it's literally just the first scene at Jabba's palace where they do a short little fight and then that's it. Well, it's on the barge. On like the Jabba's bar- barge. Well, he's also in the He's palace. in the palace yeah. and then they go to the barge and he obviously has a big, a relatively large role in the barge, but that's the only thing you see of him is on the barge fighting Han and then he falls into the Sarlacc, Sarlacc pit. pit. Which he obviously got out Apparently of. he lived through. Yeah. Uh, um, Ian was talking about Portillo's. I didn't know they had ribs, pasta, or tenders, and I wouldn't order any. I, I order ribs everywhere I go. I did know they had ribs, but I've never had them there. Um, but I'm really picky about my ribs. I didn't know they had ribs. I knew they had pasta because Amy said, apparently they have pasta yeah. tonight. Um, 
tenders. I, I don't know why you would them. order that at Portillo's. Ian, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't and know. Your, your dad uh, that's high fives you on that trash food. The trash food. That's why I love it. <laughs> it's because he used to give me corned beef and hash, and I did not like it then, but I liked it when I moved out on my own. If you took a biscuit, all right, mm-hmm. biscuit base, all right, corned beef what hash. Kind, what kind of biscuit? Uh, like a buttermilk biscuit. All right. Okay. Uh, corned beef hash. Mm-hmm. On top of that. Yes. Eggs. Oh, yeah. Top of that. Smother the whole thing in gravy. Gravy. Maybe, oh, <laughs> don't forget the hash browns. Oh, my gosh, Chris. Make a haystack, but with corned beef hash. I would do that. Yeah. Look, Haystacks, you... Marianne's Diner, and, and, and Champagne. What is this haystack you're oh. talking about? I've never even heard of this. That's like the only breakfast food we ever ate. In Champagne, we'd go up to Mary Ann's Diner after the bars closed. Okay. And everybody would. There was yeah. two of them on camp. Or, no, they weren't on campus, but there's two of them in Champagne. And that's back when you could like smoke in, in a restaurant. Of course. So it that would was just a thing. be like a haze of smoke in there. And you're sitting there after the bars closed, hanging on to whatever shred of dignity you had left. <laughs> dignity and <laughs> like ability to know where you are. <laughs> right. Like you're in a brownout period. Okay. Whenever you're in Marianne's. Yeah. And they have haystacks and it was um, biscuits. And I might get this wrong because, again, the state I was in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it was biscuits on the bottom um, and then sausage patties. All right. Or you could substitute that for hamburgers. (laughs) A lot of people did. Really? Yeah. Uh, So so it had the sausage patties and then eggs, like fried eggs. And then hash browns and the whole thing smothered in gravy. That's a haystack. It sounds so good. Oh, it's it is good. <laughs> You're like, oh yes, it is. That sounds so good. I'm gonna look I up exactly it. I want it. Um, but putting corned beef hash on there? Yeah, you could throw some. That would be okay. Marianne's diner menu, the diner stash. They call it. But when we so the guy that was our cook in the fraternity. He would make them and call them haystacks. They called them the diner stack. Oh, all right. What, what, who, what was his name? Roy? Ray. Ray. I knew it was an R. The diner right. stack is hash browns topped with cheese, hamburger or sausage patties, two eggs, smothered. Okay, so there's no bis- biscuit. No it's biscuit. hash browns on the bun. All right. Um, hash browns, cheese, sausage patties, two eggs, smothered in gravy. Add a biscuit for 95 cents. So, yeah. So you always added that yeah, 95 cents. Yeah, So I was yeah. right. I got it right. That sounds so good. It's just, Except for the cheese. I didn't know there was cheese in it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't remember the cheese. That would be very good. Um, but it was just on a big plate of slop in front of you, and there's just... So it's basically Casey's like breakfast bowl. I've never had it, but yeah, I guess. It sounds that way. I, I haven't had it either. I just know the ingredients, and it sounds like that. those are the ingredients. I mean... It's I, every breakfast ingredient added to one plate. I still think Mary Ann's... Is probably my favorite breakfast diner because it's like a, it's almost like a Waffle House configuration. Where's it at? Um, There's one downtown Champagne. Okay. And there's one that was literally like two blocks from my house um, on the corner of Florida and Neal Street. But still in Champagne. Yeah, in Champagne. So there's two in Champagne. Yeah. And they're not that far from each other. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Same owner, I would. Assume I right? would assume, yeah. You didn't know for sure. You didn't get to know the owner. I did not get to get know to... the owner. <laughs> what were you doing? Uh, it would be rare that we'd go downtown to the Marianne's. Usually, we went to the one out on Neal Street, but the one right by your house. Yeah, makes sense. But easiest to get to. 
That's the place to go, man. If you're ever in Champaign, Mary Ann's. Do they allow indoor dining right now? I just saw COVID update. We are open for takeout and curbside pickup only. Mm. Damn it. I really just don't like this. I was so mad. I've never this eaten afternoon. any other meal there other than breakfast. Do you need it? Probably I don't know. Not. Probably not. I was so mad this afternoon. I was like so ready to sit down and eat. I completely forgot about a pandemic, even though I was wearing a mask all day. You know, but didn't bother me. After a while, you kind of forget about it. Yeah, didn't didn't make any difference in the world. And then, but I was just so ready to go eat, and I thought it was going to be completely normal. And when we were turned away. Like we walked in, like poppers. Walked in, and they're like, "Oh, did you have a curbside pickup, or like, were you picking up indoors?" Like, no, we were gonna sit down. No, you can't do that. It's like this is hell. <laughs> I'm living in hell. Why would you say this to me? I went back to the van, so defeated and distraught. Then I ended up having a really good burger. Uh, your dad says uh, feedback was the best of all time. I love the feedback. I mean, Everybody I won't. Feedback. Uh, I won't argue this. I don't even know what to say. I used I didn't to get, go there as much. I mean, we ate lunch there a lot. Oh my gosh, dude, we went there so much. Uh, my, my parents lived there for a long time. L- lunch and dinner there a lot. We'd go for breakfast, but usually for coffee. Wouldn't really, of course. Well, actually, we did eat breakfast there quite a bit. But uh, I would always get get the Dagwood Burger. Dagwood Burger, yes. That's what I was just going to say. You had to go there and get a Dagwood Burger. Dagwood Burger Burger Deluxe. That's all you had to get. It's basically a double cheeseburger. But with Swiss cheese. Yeah. That was the only difference. (laughs) Literally the only difference. They had a deep fried cheeseburger too. They had a double double breaded cheeseburger. Yeah, that's That's what it was. Double breaded. And it was deep fried, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) So ridiculous. My sister used to always get a pizza burger. Oh, I used to get pizza burgers there sometimes, too. That was the era where I didn't like pizza. So I would never get a pizza burger in that that time frame. We'd go for breakfast every now and then, but it was always after, like, games, some sort of sporting event. We would end up at... The feedback. See, I'd always, we'd always be at the long, the farmer's table. Well, we would booth it most of the time. But yeah, like during the day, yeah. if we were there during the day, yeah. Well, if we went for coffee there. or for lunch, we'd go sit at the farmer's table. Yeah. I loved it. It was awesome. Yeah, of course. That's where you learned everything. That's where you got your education. Nothing, Amy says, nothing better than the freezer burnt scoop of chocolate ice cream. That <laughs> ice cream was something special. It was. It, really it like was. made your mouth feel weird. It did. <laughs> It really did. It had like a creamy consistency, but it had a metallic tinge to it. It's because of the cups. I don't know. It tasted Remember metallic. those little metal cups yeah. they, they would put them in? Yeah. You'd get a little metal and cup of ice cream. it was super cold. Oh, because it, it was like literally, it was the space ice cream. <laughs> you know, like where you get those uh, space, like the dots. What's that called? Dippin' dots. Dippin' dots. I remember a couple times after some partying events. Really? You being, partied in grade be, school? Being if no, was, I was out of college. You're so old. <laughs> or in yeah, it would have been that it didn't close that long ago. Well, it closed like while I was deployed. That was the problem. So I had literally just got back from my deployment and then that year it closed. So it no. Let me think about this. Well, I mean, I was I graduated in two thousand six and I was living back here and going to the feedback still. So I got back 2007. So, 
Yeah, I got back 2007. It was still open, I know. It had to have closed 2008. Yeah, something like that. But I remember being there a couple times after a long night and eating breakfast with, like, my friends. And then, like, all the farmers would walk in and, like, my dad would walk in yeah. for, like, coffee in the morning. And he was like, Ugh. <laughs> You're like, Ugh. Got here earlier than you <laughs> for breakfast. Um but no, man, I love that place. I remember the when they closed and they built this, and they were going to build the subway. Um, there was a they wrote an article about it in the paper. Yeah, how there's going to be a subway, and my dad was the quote in the paper. Oh, he was, and it said, uh, "This is the worst thing in the world." It was like quote, nobody wants to hang out in the subway. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what people started doing. They did. They did. A lot of them it. started coming there and hanging out in the subway because they'd put tables. There up was a because... subway crowd, and then there was the Casey's crowd. Right. But it wasn't the same. So when I first for a while they did it in the market, the Amazon Market, they put tables. They in there. did. You're right. Um, do you remember Eats and Treats? I still have those tables. <laughs> yeah, you I do. do. You own those tables. <laughs> do you remember Eats and Treats that was in? Yeah, it was like an ice cream Mazan. place, and they had like no, they, they had a lot of like sandwiches, and toaster stuff. oven food, and they had like corn dogs and stuff that was like yeah, air did. fried or toaster oven. You're right, but they also had a chicken salad that I enjoyed. Yeah, but that was my time during like when I worked at the elevator. Yeah, because that was in the hardware store, right? Yep. The mm-hmm. old hard hardware store. Man, wish that was still around. Things have changed, Chris. They sure have, and I don't like. I don't like BP. Hopefully soon enough we'll have another restaurant in town in the good old Mazan market. Maybe, if you could ever get it back in shape. I have uh, some interested parties currently. Do you? But you have for years. Yeah, but it's, 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 but getting, this one's it's a go. getting closer. Okay. It's not, it's not a done deal, and I can't release any details. I, I understand that. I, and I also feel bad for you because how do you start a restaurant or a business during a pandemic where like today, well, it, I could not go eat. I mean, anywhere. it would take a, it would, it An would act be of a Congress. long time before it actually would be opening, but because hmm. there's a lot of work that needs to be done. It's probably going to be what, like a sushi restaurant. I bet you it's going to be a Korean barbecue. You want to know what's funny? The very first person that we spent almost six months, maybe almost a, a year working with uh-huh. to get this going was this, it was a group of people. All right. Some different investors, and they were going to start a barbecue and sushi restaurant, and they were going to call it Sushi Q. <laughs> really? Yes. Like regular barbecue? Like It's a barbecue restaurant. They're going to put a big smoker in and uh, a bar. I've never heard of and such a thing. video, like an arcade. Mm-hmm. They're going to have an arcade for kids. They're going to have a bar. They're going to have uh, barbecue. And then they were going, and I, I don't know why, but they were going to put in a sushi counter and like once a week have a sushi chef that came in and they're going to have sushi. That's weird. And they were going to call it Sushi Q. It'd be like, I'm going to have something like that. one pound of brisket and, and add the spicy tuna. <laughs> Listen, it didn't go. <laughs> it's like, you got any of that octopus? I wasn't, and... I wasn't an owner. I wasn't an investor in it. I just right. was a... You just had the building. Yeah, had the <laughs> it's building. like I'll let you use the building for this crazy ass Ugh, idea. That was like an eight month waste of time. That sucks. Yeah, whatever. That's what happens a lot though when you're the owner of a building we'll that get, is just in such demand. We'll get something going. It needs to be 
It needs to be some sort of artisan bread shop. You know, a, a purveyor of fine food like your dad? <laughs> like, yes. Like who's got to be getting close to retirement. You would think. It would be a perfect thing for him to start a feedback too. Right there. Downtown Mazan. I agree. I think he could do it. He doesn't like food that is interesting, though. He wants, like, boiled meats. <laughs> Something that is very dull and bland. This is what he likes to eat. If you add any sort of seasoning, like, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I put a little, like, thyme and rosemary on this chicken. He'd be like, why are you always adding that crap? It's like, can't you just make the chicken? It's like, yeah, but dad, boil that chicken. Yeah, but dad, I want it to have a little bit of flavor. Oh, just like your grandma, gonna add celery to everything. Like, what? Like, can't we just have flavor? Boil it. I found out recently that other people from other countries make fun of the United States because we add celery to everything. He's not wrong when he says my grandma adds celery to everything because she, no joke, there, really a lot did. of American cuisine has celery added to it, but that's a French thing. That is, is like the holy trinity of ingredients. You've got carrot, onion, and celery. Those That's three the holy things. Trinity? Yeah, those three things. In I mean, French, onion for sure. In French cuisine, uh, go together. Like all of the French cuisine. Your phone's ringing. Greg's calling you. Oh, I see. Don't worry. I hung up on him. Um, those are the three things like for uh, aromatics. Right, so you like cook those. It's an aromatic type of thing, makes a lot of your base flavor in cooking. It started with the French. It's not American. It's a French thing. But my grandma, on the other hand, has started to add just like chopped celery to everything. So she was making whatever. I don't even know what different items she was making, but I do remember specifically having a dinner there. And we were eating things, and it was like, <laughs> I remember looking at my dad like, what is this? He's like, she added freaking celery again. <laughs> I was like, what? It's like, just keeps adding celery, everything. It's like, Georgia, you didn't add celery to this 20 years ago. And he said black pepper ago. also. Yeah, a lot of pepper. Hot sauce and everything. Hey, I got a hot sauce for Jeff. I'm going to give it to you next, next week. It's called mule sauce. Mm. He if if there's one thing he loves, it's a good mule. Yeah, you know? I mean, I I like it, but I'm on the fence because it's got a little bit of sweetness to it. Okay, it's interesting. Have you ever had tiger sauce? No. Oh, and you're missing out. Tiger sauce you can only get around here at Burkotts. I found out, but I used to watch a lot of barbecue shows, um, and like about a lot of barbecue competition shows, mm -hmm. and one of them. There was a guy, um, Johnny Trigg, and he always made the best ribs. He wouldn't win on brisket. He wouldn't win on pork, but he always win on ribs. His ribs would destroy everyone. And the way he made them, like he'd smoke them for a while, and then when he went to wrap them, he'd wrap them in tinfoil, but he would put down, um, and he hated his competition ribs. He's like, I would never eat these. He's like, but they win every time. So that's why I make them this way. Anyway, so he'd put down brown sugar, and then he'd put parquet butter, like spray butter, you know? Yeah. He'd like spray the crap out of this, the brown sugar with parquet butter. And then he would put tiger sauce in there. And I always thought it was funny that it was called tiger sauce. I was like, is that a real thing? I was at Burkott's years ago and I saw it. So I bought it and I made ribs that way. 
And I thought they were great. Really? And I've bought tiger sauce. I just bought some not too long ago. It's a really interesting, like, it's sweet, but it's got, like, a spice and a bite to it that is very enjoyable. It's, like, something you will never have from anything else. I've never had this flavor before. Hmm. It's tiger sauce. I usually just use sriracha. I love sriracha. Sriracha is very good. I put it in everything. But this this is much sweeter. I it's a pretty sweet sauce. brush my teeth with it. I put it in my hair. Do you? That's what I slick it back with. So you're a real srirachan. I'm a sriracha fan. And you know what's really good in? Spaghetti. That's not true. Oh, it's amazing in spaghetti. Trust me. That's what you want to have it in. Anything with a... So like you get your own spaghetti, put it on a plate, and then you add the sriracha to it. Yeah, like a lot. Uh, yeah. I just don't know if that would be it. Pizza, spaghetti. These are the main stays for it. Pizza, spaghetti, any like stir fry. Um, like Asian cuisine, yes, it would be good on. But spaghetti? Oh, yeah. It's wonderful on spaghetti. I know it's good on pizza. Well, it's good on everything. But So my uncle and my cousin put applesauce on spaghetti. Well, that's weird. Have you ever heard of this? I mean, I've had spaghetti and applesauce on a plate that co-mingled. So. No, they'll have spaghetti. I don't think and that would be And then they literally dump a, an entire like jar of applesauce on top of it and mix it together and eat it. I don't think and that'd they be will, bad. I'd do that. That's the only way they eat it. Applesauce is good with everything. Pork chops. Yeah. And applesauce. Sriracha. Pork chops and applesauce. I bet sriracha and applesauce would be delicious. Mm-mm. <laughs> No, I don't think so. Um, anyway, next news article. I've got another one. Uh, so, a new report. No gonna, one says eggs plus sriracha. Oh, yeah. Everything plus sriracha. Eggs. Everything. Ver- any hot Biscuits sauce Biscuits and gravy eggs. plus sriracha. No, that's not Delicious. Good. No, it's not. <laughs> that can't be good. Uh, first of all, nobody said anything about sriracha on ribs, David. Just want to point that out. I'm very specific on my ribs. I've never put sriracha on a rib. Sriracha is not to go directly on meats. No, it's really not. It's like you could use it on you could use it on like a sushi type food. I think. Oh, yeah, you know, course. like that would be good. Which meat is involved? But, Fish, which is a meat. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like red meat, no. I don't think it's good on red meat. That's why. Do you put? ground beef in your spaghetti yeah okay and you're putting sriracha in it's there? uh it, it works with the tomato the like the sauce that's what it works with doesn't it? it like takes that uh tomato sauce up to the next level to flavor town yeah flavor town <laughs> right all right i have another news article um first I'm, of all i want to talk about ribs real right. quick what about them because i love ribs mm-hmm. and i watch those barbecue competitions and they never seem like the kind of ribs I want to eat. So they always have a really hard bite to them. They don't want them to fall off the bone. Yeah, that's how, all. and that's how it is when I went to some like really, really, really like world class in Charleston, South Carolina um, barbecue places. And of course, there's different styles of barbecue, right? Theirs are really hard, like really hard. I enjoy some bite. I do enjoy some. I don't want it to be mush. Vinegary sauces. I like uh, the really saucy, like Kansas City, St. Louis style, fall off the bone. Yeah. You know, that's what I like. I mean, I like it fall off the bone. I want it to have a lot of flavor, but not fall off the the bone where it's like mush. Like I said, if there's a little bit of bite, that's fine. But yeah, the way they, like competition ribs, the, the way they do it, 
it looks hard. I don't they really look like, like you have to literally like, yeah, like really bite through and, that thing. And dry rub ribs only. It's just not my thing. Mm -mm. I, mean, I agree. I like a good sauce. You got to sauce it up. Best you ribs in the area by far, if anybody's asking. I'm asking. Baby back blues. It's the only place. Really? Yes. That's where you go for ribs around here. I don't know if I've it's ever It's at Lily Cash Plaza on Route 30 mm -hmm. in Plainfield. Wait, didn't we go there? I don't know. It's a... It's a, it's a hole in the wall. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, we went there before a movie. You ordered a counter, and there's like four tables in there. Yeah, I'm almost... It, we did. It was me, you, and dude. Probably. I go there every time. I go to Juliet, yeah, literally. We, <laughs> it was me, you, and dude. We went there before a Star Wars movie. I'm positive. It was, maybe it was four years ago when we were standing in the Jamba Juice line. No, know. because dude didn't go with us. It was the year after that then when we went to... Uh, Last Jedi, maybe. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what. That's where you want to go. You heard it from me. Baby Back Blues. I hope you're ready to stand by your word. I'm stand by it. I comment on their Facebook page. You do? Yeah. And I don't comment on anything. What? You don't, you don't even comment on our own posts, <laughs> like, <laughs> like Snarf Talk's posts. You don't even comment on those. I remember but one you time. you will on Baby Back Blues Barbecue. It's that good. It's that good. It's cooked on wood. Yeah. Isn't that their thing? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it is. I, want, I bought a t-shirt because I liked it so much. I just wow. want to shout it from the rooftops. It's my favorite. Well, do, you can do that. Courtney Hammond says Baby Back Blues is fantastic. I agree. I know I've went there before, but it apparently does not stand out enough for me to. I can't even think of it. another rib in the tri-state area that competes. So, and I eat at ribs. This is the only thing I order at every restaurant I go to, basically. Ribs? Mm -hmm. No, you don't. Pretty much, if they have ribs on the menu, I'm ordering them almost every time. Really, that's the only thing you want to eat is ribs yeah. all the time, every day. Like if you had one diet that you could. Just rib diet. It'd be the rib diet. <laughs> the rib diet. Like that's all you're eating. Yeah. Pork ribs or beef ribs? Pork ribs. Have you ever had beef ribs? Yeah. They're good. In fact, recently we were texting back and forth with David because I was trying to figure out like a good recipe. Mm -hmm. I can't seem to make beef well, ribs work. And he was... Beef short ribs. Yeah, yeah he, was, he gave me some uh, tips on it. You got to pressure cook the crap out of them. I, uh, you should. I've never been, had been successful at making beef ribs uh, very tolerable. Really? It's not that... Who said that? Nolan. Babyback Blues is my family's favorite barbecue place by far. Agree. Oh, he did say that. Hmm. Man, everybody's in, enjoying this. I've only been there that one time, I think, and I don't remember it. Their sides are amazing, too. That's the I other just, thing. I don't think it's that I, good. I've never gotten uh, like other stuff there, like pulled pork or brisket or anything, but... You've literally had nothing else there besides the ribs. You're I like, just ordered. I eat this ribs, is the man. only thing I'm going to eat the rest of my life are these ribs. Yeah. Well, ribs. Why anywhere. would you never try something else, though? I mean, if you because went there I so like much. Ribs. I'm not like a huge fan of pulled pork. It's fine. Uh, brisket is so hit or miss, you know? It can be. It, most a places. Huge failure. Dry it out. It's just not, not good. Yeah. I agree um, with you. But wouldn't you try it? Like, if you like that place so much you got to have faith in their other foods. I don't want the other foods. I just want the ribs. That's why I go there, for the ribs. Maybe there's something better. There's nothing better. You don't know that. <laughs> there's nothing better ever, Jerry. You don't know that. you got to try it. Maybe they got their own haystack. 
They don't. <laughs> but if they had a rib stack? What I'm if in. they have a rib stack with brisket in between and pulled pork on the top? Or pulled pork on the bottom with cheese, ribs. They don't have any and brisket as the as the roofing. I've been told by Marley, I believe their smoked chicken is really good too. I don't mm. think I've had it though. Okay. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. Yes, we will. Uh, so a new report, courtesy of the Moffat Nathanson, whatever that is. Apparently, it's a website that like tells you how much money people are going to make or how much money companies are going to make. Okay. Uh, suggests that this release plan that Warner Brothers has done, where they're going to release their movies on HBO Max, is going to cost the company $1.2 billion. I would... I would. I would see how that could happen for um, sure. Think about it. Those movies that come out make a billion dollars each. Yeah. Other movie studios are projecting losses even greater than that because of what they've decided to do. This estimate is dependent on theatrical movie going recovering during 2021. Like if it recovers during 2021, you know, it's that, definitely going to recover during 2021. At some point, but when? It's like once the COVID-19 vaccine comes out like prevalently yeah, dude. and people start going places, like if people feel comfortable. March. I, I, I do agree it'll happen it. in 2021. But I don't think movie theaters are going to recover quickly. You know, I, don't, I, I thought so, but then I started second-guessing myself when every single person that I know basically has said, like, I'm not taking the vaccine. And I'm like, I'll take it. Yeah. I'm like, I'll take all the vaccines. Yeah. I'm like, if somebody walked in that door right now and just said, I got a vaccine I have or a- insert blank here, I'm <laughs> yeah. like, stick it in. It's like, I have a vaccine for an earthworm rash yeah, that like, certain people get in Virginia. I don't want that. <laughs> you're like, man, I've been to Virginia once. Marley went to Virginia last summer. I, I don't want an earthworm rash. <laughs> and you would take it. Yeah. And they'll be like, the only way to take this is an injection through your eyeball. Ooh. I don't like things touching my eyeballs. Really? No. Why? I don't know. I don't. I can't touch my eyeballs. I can't. You can't? Like, no. Don't you wear contacts? No. Oh, I thought you did. No, dude. I have eagle vision. I don't need no contacts. <laughs> you don't. I have perfect vision. I've got something for, for you. That was eagle, eagle auto, auto shirts. Um, no, I uh, have perfect vision until I blew up half my face. But it turns out, don't have a firework touch your eyeball. It's come back. It has come back. Yeah. It took a little while, but it, it came back. It took like back. six months. But, but it finally came but back. Look at, how beautiful your eye looks right now. Looks like a beautiful, perfect eyeball that was never crisped by a <laughs> firework. <laughs> uh, David said movie theaters are the next blockbuster. I don't think so. I think movie theaters are... I don't think it's that bad. First of all, two things about movie theaters. They've upped their game significantly, if you haven't noticed, except for Morris, Illinois. Every other movie theater has like made significant upgrades. Mm-hmm. With the better chairs, they got like and, recliners. And it costs more, and people will pay more. And, and there's less seats per theater. There are. So but, it's hard to get tickets a lot of times, or it was. But you have to reserve your seat prior to ever going to the movie, which so is, there's no waiting in lines anymore. Which is amazing. It's That absolutely like revolutionized everything. It as made soon me want to go to ticket, movies 10 times more. As soon as you buy your ticket, you get a seat no matter what, and then it gives you a seat number. You show up to the movie. You could show up 10 minutes late. Doesn't freaking matter. You get the same seats that you just bought, and it's so 
Great. And you're sitting in a recliner. Yeah. And you're paying more. That's my point. It, they're getting... Yeah, but prices were going to go up regardless. Right. You know? And we're getting the, what, most cutting-edge movie theater in the history of mankind, like 15 miles away from us. What? Yeah, what they're building about? that 40X theater. Oh, yeah. The, well, they were supposed to be. That well, was they broke ground on the project, and that's the cornerstone to it, so I think they're going to go ahead with it. This is going to end. It's going to end. It is. We're all going to forget about it. It will Life's going to go back to normal. It's fine. It's fine. But you can't say that it won't be detrimental to that business. Like of There course. are going to be a ton of them that close. There already has been. But when things go bankrupt, Movie- other things buy them at pennies on the dollar. No, you're right. That's that- opportunity, right? When things go bankrupt, opportunity comes. Do you think like movie like uh, production companies are going to start buying theaters? Um, it's a real possibility. I don't know, but it's possible. That's my one. That's, that's the question I have is like, do like if AMC or, or, or places like Cinemark, they start closing, do like Warner brothers or Fox or Disney start buying up theaters and saying, these are going to be a Disney theater. These are going to be in, you know, a Warner brothers theater. Like, is it that a possibility like, in our so future? Warner brothers and AMC's gotten their spat. Uh, AMC could be like become a Disney. I mean, first of all, it, that's gonna Disney be a Disney could company. buy AMC after they go bankrupt, correct? For nothing, yeah. And get and first of all, it's about the real estate, right? That's yeah. what's most important. It's the real estate, yes. So that's the other thing you got to understand about the whole equation. So if the movie theater becomes all of a sudden this movie theater is worth fifty million dollars for the location, mm-hmm. you know, in Naperville, the, mm-hmm. the square footage prime, and now it's worth. $10 million. Somebody's going to buy it at some point. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter who it is. And people, Somebody's going to and buy it. And then at some point, people cheap. are going to go back to the movies. I know. I'm going to go back to the movies. Yeah. Why would I not? I'm not scared so wait, of coronavirus. Why I'll go to the movies right now. I would too. Let's go tomorrow. If they're open. I don't I think they are. I can't go tomorrow. I have to smoke meat. Um, Nolan, don't jump ahead, man. That's on my news list here. Come whoa, whoa, whoa. What's he saying? Don't, don't look. Oh... I didn't have that on mine. Um, I I do agree to a certain extent that it can be the next blockbuster, like like where family videos and stuff, like all of that kind of thing, like renting movies is out of That's business. That's completely different. But it is, but I do agree that it is going that direction right now. But I think it will be all bought up by another company. Like I think yeah, it's going to be it a complete monopoly on most of these movie theaters. When, I don't think you're going to see multiple companies owning movie theaters what, anymore. Yeah, well, all that happens when you get on hard economic times in an industry, such as the movie theater industry right now, mm-hmm. is all the mom and pops go out of business or get bought up and corporate mega chains come in and buy everything Yeah, and take over it all. And that's what's going to happen. It's going to consolidate some gigantic corporate... There's going to be money... If there's money to be made which there is always going to be money to make. Now, will the experience be different? Will people go to the movies the same way? Maybe not. But will people go to a high-end movie theater and pay $50 a ticket? Absolutely. They'll be packed. Here's a big thing, too, is that so Warner Brothers is doing it differently where they're releasing the movies on, on HBO Max, but they're still releasing them in theaters. Now, Disney is going to release... Um, or no, but that's HBO Max too, isn't it? For uh, Wonder Woman, 
Yeah, HBO Max and Warner Brothers, yeah. So, but Disney went a different route on the way of like Mulan and all yeah, of these things where they only released them. pandemic I mean, no, I know. I'm just saying they've only released them on a platform. They're not doing it in a theater. So, they did release in theaters Mulan. They did? Absolutely. The yeah. newest Mulan? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought they only did it on Disney Plus. No, mm-mm. they released in theaters. I think it's still in theaters. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm 100% sure. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought there was a difference now, there. Now, did anybody between... go to the theaters and see it? No. No, because they were hard to go to, and also it was on Disney+. Plus. That's the thing. That's going to hurt the movie theaters more than right. anything, is if those studios choose to go that direction. Yes, that will hurt movie theaters. That's probably what David's referring to, mm-hmm. and he's right about that. However, I don't think those movie studios are going to be able to handle the loss of potential revenue by not releasing theatrically. I agree. They have to. They will have to continue to release all of these like bigger name movies. So some of the smaller budget stuff that might come out the same, like let's say you're releasing a star Wars movie one day and you've got two other movies that could have been a hit. Like take those off the, Take those off. Put it on a streaming platform. You're going to make more money off of it on a streaming well, platform anything than you that's, are. And I've been saying this for in a while. Theaters. Anything that's not a blockbuster movie is useless. Is is never going in the movie theater. <laughs> yeah, it really isn't. Because that's what I mean. Like nobody's going to go to them. Take those yeah. off the list. Put them on a streaming thing, and you'll get probably more views or more subscriptions or more people seeing that film that way than they than you would in a theater. Because anytime you release a huge Marvel movie or Star Wars movie or like anything from Disney and Marvel basically and Fox, you're nobody's going to see anything else. Yeah. Nobody's going to see all those other movies that are underneath of it on the ticket. They don't do it. Right. And they weren't doing it before. That's what I mean. Nobody does it. So why and they can in sell this it. day and age if you make a movie for twenty million dollars. There's no sense in doing it. If that. you can sell it to a streaming service for fifty million dollars. So do you think movie theaters now are like what the theater uh, like experience will be is just going to be like big budget blockbuster movies. That's it. I think, I think for the most part, yeah, I think it's going to be that and the higher end seats and the higher end experiences. So here's the next question is like, you won't have like, how do you have multiple movies released at the same time then? So if you have these big blockbusters, they're not going to release them at the same time. So you're going to get like one movie released at a time and you're only going to have like one big movie to watch, you know? Yeah. Like before where you'd have four to five movies where you could be like, man, I, I kind of wanted to watch like each one of those. I don't know. And I know. Had to choose now that we talk them. about it more, I don't know. Maybe David is right because the way movie theaters make money, they don't make money on the opening. So how the system works as far as I know is the studio gets the bulk of the money for like the opening weekend plus seven days or something yeah. like that. They have like a formula. So they get opening weekend plus like the next week, like most of that money goes back to the studio. Right. And that's how they project like what it made. And then every weekend, week after that, more and more of the cut goes goes to to the the theater. theater. So by the time you're three weeks out, most of the money is going to the theater. Mm -hmm. That's how that all worked. Now, if they're releasing on streaming and movies, and so people want to go opening weekend, that's fine. But, but that money's going to the studio. Again. And then all the people that would have waited a week or two 
well, those people aren't that into it anyway. They're going to watch it on HBO Max because it came out two weeks ago. Yeah. And they don't have to stand in line. They don't have to sit next to anybody. They don't have to be out in public. The only reason those people aren't going on opening weekend or within the first week is... because it's usually packed. It's packed, or they're just not like super that interested. So if they're not that interested, they'll watch it on their 75-inch TV at home. Big time. <laughs> yeah, big time. There's so many movies that we always say that about. Like, eh, I don't know if I'd go and see it, but, you know, like, I'd watch it. I just don't know if I'd go to theaters. Well, if they release it at the exact same time that it's released in theaters, probably watch it on TV at home. I do think about it sometimes because I think, do people just forget? You know, will people just forget? Like, I have about certain things. Forget what? I don't even think about going to the movies. I used to think about it all the time. So It doesn't even cross my mind. Like, going to restaurants now. And I still go out to restaurants, uh, do takeout and stuff like that. But I think about it way less than I used to. I agree. I do think about it less. My head, you know. But the only reason I think about movie theaters less, which is probably the same reason why you think about it less, nothing out, is because they don't. You don't hear about anything releasing anymore. Yeah, nothing gets released. They don't talk about anything. Our favorite podcasts, like Kevin Smith, we listen to multiple different podcasts of his. He would be talking about new releases and what's changing cinema and like what, like the world we live in. He always says like. Can you believe the world we live in? We're getting this movie or this comic book in live action, and you can go and see it, or I've already seen it. Take my money. Yeah. We don't hear any of that anymore. Yeah. That's why you don't think of it. Like, food-wise, yeah, food-wise. That's going to take a while. That's going to take a while, yeah. I was distraught today. Like, I did forget (laughs) that it was a thing. I really did, and I don't know why. I don't go out to eat very much. We haven't even, like, really thought about going out to eat. I think it was just because of the day, like the day we had going out and doing whatever we wanted. It's a thing, though, to go Christmas shopping and go out to eat. Yes. Like, that's a thing. It was a thing, and we didn't even really shop for much Christmas stuff. It's just, like, I wanted to sit down and eat, and I was crushed, and I wanted to, like, just murder so David said The Irishman released on Netflix, solid high-dollar movie. Theaters got nothing from it, and they shouldn't have. They priced themselves out of the business. Okay, several things on this. That was a, a Netflix movie. Yes, but they um, they battled with the studio. That was like one of the first movies they battled with the movie, the movie theaters about. Did they? Yeah. Two things about it. A, did you try and get through that movie? It's a long <laughs> sit. That's a long sit. It's I, not, it, that's not the kind of movie that draws people to the movie theater. You know no. what I mean? Like, that was never going to be a billion-dollar movie. Never. No. Especially with the blockbusters that we've had come out in the last few years. That can't compete. Could it have been a $100 million movie in the theaters? Yeah, maybe. But, you know, Netflix probably paid them $100 million for it. Yeah. So they're probably like, fine. I don't have to market it. I don't have to do any of this bullshit. Yeah. So I get what you're saying there, but I just don't think that's the... T- and you're right. In that sense, but it's not the type of movie I think that is, you know, I don't that gonna gonna support that industry. Um, we got a lot to cover here, so I don't know how that happened, but we do. Yeah, yeah. What do we got to cover? We had. Do you have more news? I've got one more thing that I I want to touch on. It's a I copied a big article, but um, did you know that there's a a Superman and Lois TV show coming to the Berlanti verse? Yes, I did. 
I was not aware of this. Yeah. They cast another person into the show uh, recently, but I did not know they were doing Superman and Lois all over again. Yeah. And that kind of makes me really excited. Yeah. Are they going to put an actual Superman on TV? I think so. Yeah. It sounds that way because they casted, uh, let's see, Tyler Hoechlin. Tyler Perry? No, Tyler Hoechlin. It's going to be like Medea's. Yes. <laughs> Medea's Superman. Super brother. Um. <laughs> Yeah, Tyler Hoechlin, he's from Teen Wolf. I I've never watched that, but he's the main character in Teen Wolf. He is Clark Kent um, and the comic book's most famous journalist. Lois Lane is Elizabeth Tulock from Grimm. Though, you never watched Grimm? I did. It's a good show. It I liked good. it, but I don't remember who that was. I didn't watch it like religiously. She was like the fiance of the main character. I caught whatever. it here and there. I didn't really watch it that much. Um, they come, let's say it says come face to face with one of their greatest challenges ever dealing with an all dealing with all of the stress, pressure and complexities that come with being working parents in today's society. What that means. I don't know. Yeah. Apparently they're dating each other or married. They're married. Clark Kent and Lois Lane are married in this show? Apparently. They have a kid. Holy smokes. Superboy. Wow. Complicating the art. Yeah. That sounds terrible. <laughs> well, it's Greg Berlanti, though, and I'm kind of in for his stuff. Yeah. Like, he's made some good stuff. I don't think it sounds terrible because I haven't seen a Superman and Lois show since... Uh, Dean Kane. Dean Kane. Terry Hatcher. Yeah. And I loved that. Yeah, because you were... 11 years old. I know. It was so good. <laughs> you had to have loved it at the time, too. I love that show. It was, a w- that was another one. The whole family sat down and watched uh, The Adventures of Superman. Lois and Clark, The Adventures of Superman, something like that. I think so. It was just Lois, Lois and, and Clark. Clark. But it was a WGN show. Was it WB then? WB. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember either. But we used to watch that at night. Like it was a, a nightly show, like a TGIF type show. Yeah. So we good. did, too. We saw Dean Kane. We did. He looks handsome. Yeah, still looks still, good. Still looks he had really a leather good. jacket. Looked like he just got off a motorcycle. Yeah. We went out to lunch. Can't get work anymore, though. No, he bought us ribs at Baby Back Blues. <laughs> at Chili's. <laughs> he's like, all I can afford is these Chili's ribs. Nobody gives me work. Yeah, because he's uh, conservative. Really? Yeah. He's like super conservative. Isn't that him sad? Him and that Kevin those, Sorbo. Him and Kevin Sorbo. You're right. Neither one of them can get work. And uh, and Cara Dune. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah. She made it on The Mandalorian. She's supposed to have a spinoff. We'll see if she's cast. Um, next piece of news. Uh, Nolan said it earlier. Roku. Roku. Has finally, finally. And although I don't use Roku, but I know a lot of people do. Finally uh, released HBO Max, or signed an agreement uh, December 17th. So yesterday, um, it came out on Roku. I mean, it was only a few weeks ago that we got it on yeah. Xbox or Fire Stick. Uh, no, it's been on Xbox the whole time. Or it was Fire, Fire. Stick. That's what Amazon I, I haven't used. I actually, if anybody doesn't have any of these devices, I think Roku is superior to the Fire Stick. I kind of regret like outfitting my whole house towards Amazon. Yeah. You know, I I somewhat agree. So the apps that are on the Fire Stick are very laggy. Like I haven't had that problem. Do you oh. have a stick though? But I have the like the box. A box? Yeah, they have no, different I have a physical stick. They have different levels of Amazon Fire devices, and 
the more expensive ones have better processors and better memory. And well, that's what I need to get then because the stick, not no bueno. It's not as reliable as the um, the Fire T. The actual they call it the Fire TV. Okay, that's what box. Yeah, that's what I need to get then. It's like 4K and all that jazz. Although they have a 4K Fire because like um, well, certain apps are fine. Like uh, Netflix always works really well. Uh, Amazon works great. Amazon obviously works really well. Hulu works really well. It's Disney. Disney Plus. Oh, I've never not had a problem. Oh, my gosh. It lags so bad. Hmm. It takes a little while to load pages. And HBO Max, I noticed, is the same way. HBO has always been kind of problematic on the Fire devices. Yes. Yeah, the original HBO Now or HBO Go. Yeah, but HBO Max has been pretty good. Um, Super laggy. And then I got into HBO Max recently. A lot of great stuff on HBO Max, but I don't spend a lot of time on there. A lot of great stuff, though. Is there? Yeah, they because got a bunch of original shows that all look super interesting. Well, see, I, really I got on watch there. Raised by Wolves. Um, they got all. That's the only one that interests me. Everything else, I I got on there and I was looking at different shows and stuff, and I was like, man, don't they got that Perry Mason show? Really let me down. That looks good. That Perry Mason. I didn't show. see that. Um, I mean, they got Watchmen. They got Doom Patrol. They I've got, already seen Watchmen. It's gone. Doom Patrol season two. Yeah, I need they to watch that. They got all the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit movies. Which I need to get back. Which into. I own them all on <laughs> Blu-ray, but yeah. Um, and then Amazon's going to come out with the TV show, so yeah, they should be soon. And Wheel of Time, Nolan told us all about, and I ordered one of the books. He did tell us about that. Yeah. Did you read the book? No, I just ordered the book. Right, and you don't read anymore. So why did I you order to. a book? I tried. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to read the book that Nolan gave me. Yeah, why don't you just get audiobooks? I don't you listen um, to audiobooks because of podcasts. I tr- I love what about what about a podcast? I so love what? listening to audiobooks, but whenever I'm in a place where I can listen to an audiobook, I am so behind on podcasts that I want to catch up on them. Yeah, but books are better. Okay, it is Amazon. Amazon Wheel of Time. Now Nolan described this show, and he's like a super fan. He described this show to me, and I, it sounded exactly like Lord of the Rings, like almost yeah, beat for beat. It did. So I don't know. We'll see how that goes, but. Um, that's really all I had for news. That's all I had. I mean, quick thing. I went back and watched the trailers for a bunch of those Marvel shows we talked about last week. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen all the trailers. We talked about the Winter Soldier Falcon and Winter Soldier trailer. We did. Um, but I guess I didn't really watch. Maybe I watched a teaser, but now I watched the full new release trailer. The action looks amazing. When he's flying I through the mountains. It. You didn't see it? Mm-mm. There's, I don't, I, the production budget has to be, it looks like a Marvel movie. Like through the roof? It looks like a Marvel movie. It's crazy. It's Disney, dude. They have this scene where he's, where Falcon is flying through the mountains. Yeah. Getting chased by a helicopter, shooting missiles at him, and they're exploding everywhere, and he's flying around. It looks awesome. Holy crap. I'm not a huge Falcon fan, but. No, neither am I. I, I I'm excited. He's now, fine. The, did you watch the trailer for Loki? No, I didn't. Holy cow. This is different. It's like a D.B. Cooper thing. Right? Uh, like where- I know why people said that, because there's a scene where he's jumped out of an airplane, and there's a he's holding a briefcase of cash that's flying out. Yeah. But that's not... That doesn't look like... That's just a scene. Okay. It's weird. I don't even know how to explain it. They didn't really go into depth. It's like he gets transported to like some kind of a prison universe that is... It looks super like meta. Like really, like Inception, like layers and layers. This is and so strange. It looks really I mean, it, cool. I think it fits for Loki it because he's so looks awesome. Off the wall. 
basically. You, you need to watch the trailer. Okay. Uh, and then I watched the trailer for WandaVision and um, the newest trailer for that. Mm-hmm. Really different and interesting looking. Was it black and white? So there's part of it. It's like they're trapped in like a commercial TV, like throughout the decades, like in the fifties and the sixties and the seventies and the eighties. Yeah. And they're, but they're in like a fake world, almost like what's the housewives thing, uh, where they move into the town and all the housewives are like robots in like the 1950s. God damn. What's that? Pleasantville. No, Matthew Broderick is in the movie. I know what you're talking about. Um, Kind of like, kind of like Pleasantville. It's similar to that, similar to that. But it's like they're they're like trapped in this alternate dimension of that, and then mm-hmm. slowly like realizing that they're trapped in it. Looks kind of cool. Um, oh, I did have one more um, story for you, Jerry. Okay. DC Comics introducing a new Swamp Thing book to start. They are. Yeah. Like so, a new book. Yeah. And, so and, they've quit running Swamp Thing a while ago. Yeah. Like a couple years ago. There hasn't been a book. Yeah. Uh, but they announced um, a new Swamp Thing will rise in an upcoming 10-issue maxi-series this March. Spinning out of the DC's upcoming Infinite Frontier event, Swamp Thing is going to be written by Ram V with art by Mike Perkins. Um, so, I mean, I'm in for that. You yeah, know, I don't you know, know that I don't that. know that writer, but... Um, um, I think he's pretty big. And I don't know him either, which probably doesn't say much for our street cred, but no, seems like he's a pretty uh, famous writer. Hmm. Anyway, Sounds that's good. all I had for that. Um, what what time frame do you think that movie came out that you were talking about, like with the robot? <sighs> Nolan would know it. He knows everything. Because I'm looking up uh, Matthew Broderick movies, and I'm trying to see. Oh, Stepford Wives. Your dad said it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, Stepford Wives. Oh, so did Erica. A lot of people. I guess I wasn't looking at the comic. Comments. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, it looks kind of like that, maybe. I don't know. I don't really remember that movie that well, but I remember having something to do with robotic housewives. Yeah, that's <laughs> all I remember. I, I guess I, I've never seen that movie. Um, anyway, hmm. I had a couple of articles you want to talk about. Um, yes, I want to talk about all articles all the time. Okay. Do you want to talk about the 25 most popular movies on Netflix in 2020 or Netflix's original series coming in 2021 and beyond? Both. Or the top 10 TV shows of 2020. Ooh. I want and that it's not one. that interesting. Oh. Um, well, whatever you think is most interesting. We'll do both. That's Netflix what we original do. series coming 2021 and beyond. I know we've talked about some of these like throughout the course of the year. But they kind of did like a year-end roundup. Um, some of the ones coming in, I'm not going to read all of them because there's a bunch, and a lot of them are I, I, not things I'm going to watch. They have like a lot, really? and like a lot that does not interest me whatsoever. Um, but you never know until you watch them. Is it a lot of like, um, you know, like like anatomy of stuff? a scandal? Like I'm not going to watch that. Why? From the creator of Big Little Lies on HBO, which I, a lot of people like, but you don't want to know how a scandal occurs. The first season is about a sexual consent scandal. Sounds like your life, <laughs> Chris. You're a walking <clears throat> sexual scandal <laughs> all the time. It's like if I thought of a scandal that involved sex, 
It's Chris. It's like, that's Chris's Well, life. maybe I'll watch it then so I can get a breakdown of the anatomy of how those scandals of work. How, yeah, of how they happen. Um, Angry Birds, Summer Madness. My kids will love that. They I love like those them. Angry Birds I like movies. Angry Birds. Um, Jason Sudeikis is the voice of... A horror film. I know we got a lot of people like horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, brand New Cherry Flavor is what it's called. A revenge uh, horror thriller. Eh. Eh. Um, this is just the stuff coming in 2021. So These are new shows or movies? Original shows. Okay. Cowboy Bebop. Live action adaptation. And I don't know. I mean, I know you're not as big a fan of anime as I am. I'm I love not. anime, but Cowboy Bebop is one I've always liked. Yeah, Cowboy Bebop's pretty good. And I think I would watch that live action. Live action. Sure. Uh, John Cho. And it's been in production since 2019. It's been delayed for twice now. But um, yeah, I'm in hmm. for that. Here's an interesting one because I love fantasy genre. It's like one of my favorites. Right, you have to have a sword. Fate, the, Win- the Winx saga. Piddly Winx? <laughs> oh, it's a teen drama fantasy series. Oh, you would love Skip that. Skip it. You would love it. Um, we got a bunch of these. Okay, here's one. History of Swear Words. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage yeah. hosted documentary series on swear words. There's like six episodes. The and very he's first got one. got a beard in the... The very first one is the F word. And then there's also... Oh, I'm not even going to say a lot of these words just because it's ridiculous. But I just heard it described on um, uh, Fat Man Beyond. And they they gave a list of each episode that uh, of which swear word he's going to talk about and it's literally like where it came from it's the history of each word i like it and it sounds pretty interesting uh the first in the 10 years of smothering of netflix millerverse shows because you know uh mark millar yeah uh has sold his entire comic book everything yes. to netflix they're and just we haven't seen anything from that 2021 jupiter's legacy its Why first are, major solo foray into the superhero universe begins in 2021. Why are they starting with that, though? I don't even know what it is. So um, No, we've talked about it before, and I remember when the comic book came out, and it didn't really get that good of reviews. People didn't really care. Either did the boys. That's true. Well, the boys did get good reviews as a comic, but I'm just saying, look what the boys did. This could be that or something yeah. similar. Uh, didn't you get it? Well... Do you remember uh, like Jupiter, Jupiter Ascending? That's not the same. It's not the same thing? Completely different. I thought it was like a sequel to the book. I don't think so. I don't think it has anything to do with that. Oh, all right. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, this is a superhero show. That was like a sci-fi. You're right. Yeah. Um, bunch of kids stuff. Resident Evil live action series. Nobody wants Dubbed that. as a prequel live action series helmed by the showrunner of Supernatural. A lot of people like the whole... I love it. Resident, Resident Evil. Evil I love I loved all the games. I like the movies. I wasn't a fan of I like any uh, of it. Mia Jovanich. Literally none of it. Really? No. I um, didn't like any of to it. To go along with that, they're releasing Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, an anime show. Um, Nobody cares. Um, Sweet Tooth, a superhero show. Um, it is. A comic book adaptation of Sweet Tooth by Jeff Lemire, Robert Jeff. Downey Jr. to produce, executive produce. What's that dude going to do? 
out. Is he? He's probably not going to act anymore. Is he's he? He's too rich. I know. To he's do not going to act anymore. Is he? Yeah, he's going to act. We're not going to see him in anything. I just really don't think we are. He's made so much movie or so much money off of the Iron Man movies, like the Marvel movies. He doesn't need to do anything the rest of his life. And no, we will never he see him still again. Still did do little. Which I haven't he seen did, yet. He did do. I, I didn't good. see it either. No, I didn't see it. Just from the reviews that I read, it just sounded so bad of him performing like a colonoscopy basically to a bear or whatever it was. Um, uh, coming to net, uh, returning shows coming, Afterlife and Atypical, both shows I really like. Uh, Cobra the, Kai season three. Atypical, you know that show? Atypical, yeah, I watched that. It's about a family. It's got Michael Rapaport in it. Oh, really? And it's about a family. It's kind of a comedy drama. It's a really good show. And it's about this kid who's got um, autism and just dealing with that and their family life. Sure. It's a really good show. Michael Rapaport's pretty fun. Oh, he's great. Pretty fun. And Afterlife is the Ricky Gervais show. That's Have great. you ever watched any of his TikTok videos? No. You should. I will. Because they're really great. Um, I won't read the rest because Witcher, of course. Um, I'm going to read Coming 2021 and Beyond. Since oh, we're... I had one more uh, news article. I must have deleted it. Let me go back here. All right, but here's Netflix's series Coming 21. We've talked about Disney going to like 2023, so let's talk about Netflix. Okay. They got some stuff. They got some stuff in the pipeline to mm-hmm. compete with the Disney, Jerry. Um. Assassin's Creed, live action, really series based on the video game. You're probably going to talk about one of these uh, shows that I was just going to. I'm going to talk about this one right now because I know Nolan's going to be excited about it. Avatar: The Last Airbender, live oh, yeah. action series. Um, I really need to get into that. I should probably watch that stuff. Bone. Adaptation the of the comic Jeff, book? Jeff Smith comic book series. You love that comic book. I do. Book and you've told me about it so much, and it's on your um, list for top 10. It's like your top 10. Not for new readers, like I all thought it time. Was. It wasn't new readers, I no? don't think. Um, they're going to do a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No, that's going to be an animated kid series, so forget that. Uh, David Fincher are teaming up. David Fincher and Robert Town team up for a prequel to the, this movie. Chinatown. Really? Yeah, Chinatown preview. Okay. Uh, Cyberpunk. 20, based on the video game series. 2077 or something? Yeah. Um, Keanu Reeves. Conan the Barbarian. They're doing that again. That's what I want. Live action. Who's going to, I mean, who's going to be it? It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. He has to be, right? <laughs> you have to bring no, in an 80 year old Arnold Schwarzenegger to be Conan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the sword. Get the sword. (laughs) Get to the sword. Uh, Magic the Gathering, animated series produced by the Russo brothers. Mm, I never played uh, Magic the Gathering. No, neither have I. I mean, I've always felt like it was something that I would think was cool. I want to do Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) Me too. I really do want to do that. I don't think I have the time, though. It just sounds so time-consuming. It's like so much work that... I just don't know if I could do it. Uh, Chronicles of Narnia. They got that going. Mm. Um, it's the chronic what calls of Narnia. And other than... Okay, then they got a prequel series to The Witcher, live action. Hmm. Witcher, Blood Origin. 
Anything with blood in it. Double down it on this. <laughs> I want to watch that. Well, because it's it's, it's the best. literally blowing it out of the park. Yeah. That's the best Netflix show that is coming ever. I mean, Stranger Things, but yeah. That's good too. But Witcher's I mean, better. It's Witcher the best. is better. Uh, here's the one I'm most excited about, and you are too. It's Sandman. Neil Gaiman, Sandman, oh coming. Gosh. It's coming. 2022. I can't wait for that. Yeah. I cannot wait for that. But I've got more that you're not talking about. Okay. So according to The Hollywood Reporter, season three has already been renewed for Lock and Key. Oh, yeah. They haven't even played or finished well, it was shooting. A, it was a huge hit. I know, but they haven't even finished shooting season two of Lock and Key. And that's, they on my, even, that's on my list. I, I didn't read the ones that were like returning shows. Yeah, I know, but I didn't even realize that they, like, I didn't know that they renewed shows that haven't even started their seasons yet. I mean, here's the ones I'm super excited for returning. I uh, mean, season two of Lock and Key, I'm very excited for, and they're saying it's coming in January. Uh, must be 2021, right? 2021, yeah. Um, also, like I said, Cobra Kai coming back, um, Lock and Key. Lost in Space is a show that I really, really like, and this is the last season coming season three. Uh, so I started season one. I never went any further. Season two is better. I, never, I, I didn't even finish season one. but um, Stranger Things season four, obviously. Yeah, better, they better come. Uh, Witcher season two, Last Kingdom season five, Umbrella, Umbrella is that Academy Is supposed to come in 2021? Yeah. Summer. It'll be here in the summer. Dude. <laughs> Uhtred, son of Uhtred. I cannot wait to have Uhtred all up in my business. So we're getting plenty of the fantasy genre. Oh, my gosh. And they all have swords. Yeah. Give me a sword. <laughs> yeah. Because apparently... No, literally. Give me a sword right now. Really? Oh, I brought one. It's I got it in my pocket. <laughs> Hang out. It's a small, compact sword. <laughs> it's called a pocket knife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's exactly... It's like a sword. It's like a sword, but, but it's it smaller folds. and it folds. <laughs> what do you... <laughs> Do you think that's really how they sold that? Like the beginning of pocket knives, they're like, listen, I know you like swords. There were other <laughs> knives, though. It was more like a dagger. Well, right. Okay. Listen, like, we know you like a dagger, right? Like you guys like, like to do a lot of dagger things? All right. Like to do a lot of dagging? I, I've, got, I've got something you can dag with. I've got something <laughs> for, for you. It's called... A pocket dag. You know how you're always carrying your dagger in your pocket? And you could do this. And you're stabbing yourself in the leg. <laughs> right. We yep. got a solution for you. You got... You don't want to carry a sheath on your belt. How many holes you got in your thigh? Yeah, exactly. Huh? You want a holeless thigh? Every time you reach in your pocket, you grab the blade end, <laughs> come out with a bloody hand. Right. We got it. We got you covered. Yeah. Do you, have they created pockets The Gerber company has you covered. <laughs> we started with baby food. And now we're in the knife business. Now we're... <laughs> I never put that together. We pivoted. I never put Gerber baby foods and pocket knives together before. But I used to work for Gerber. Of course you did. The baby food company. Of course you did. Well, that, you're I like, worked for a company. I left Jimmy John's house and I would go make baby food at night. Uh, no, I worked for a company and uh, I should say I worked for a company and my main client was Gerber. Uh-huh. I reviewed. What did you do? So <laughs> you just I, ate I re- baby food? No, I uh, I you review- reviewed, reviewed the baby f- pesticide records. 
and like uh, categorized them and like had to make sure that their apples didn't get sprayed before like the uh, withdrawal period. I don't know. It People was, do that, huh? Yeah. Like that's a real I, thing. I did that. Wow. Like compiled the data. Do you do it for your own farm? Spreadsheets. Yeah, of course you have to legally. You got to keep spray records, man. All right. It's the law. What law? You follow the law? (laughs) I do. All right. What we are watching. Oh, man. So obviously, guys, we all know that the Mandalorian season finale was tonight. We we have not seen it. We've gotten text messages that say it's like the greatest thing in the world. They've been calling us. I'm going to watch it tonight. Yeah, Like, as soon as I leave here and I get my meat smoking, I get this large, fatty, just this big, fatty meat. Hot. (laughs) Ready for the farmer's market. Pork butt. Going to get my pork butt out. You slather that butt. Oh, I'm going to rub that butt. Dude, if you don't serve Mm. Heinz beans with that pork tomorrow, I'm kicking you (laughs) right. I got... Pockets full of Heinz beans. beans. I'm going to put these vinegar beans with my pork butt. Do you want beans? You want anything fancy with them beans? (laughs) Too fucking bad. (laughs) Show me them beans. You just get a goddamn can of Heinz beans. Heinz Heinz 49 beans. (laughs) They're not even good enough to be 57. From the guys who brought you ketchup. Beans. (laughs) <laughs> from the man that brought you your ketchup. From United States Senator John Kerry's <laughs> wife, <laughs> Teresa Hines Kerry, we bring you beef. <laughs> <laughs> All in your pork butt. <laughs> Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Of course you would. John Kerry's no, wife is Teresa Hines Kerry. She's the heiress of the Hines fortune. Holy cow. So he didn't care if he was president. And it was or a not. privately owned company, so she still owns Hines Beans. Why why are they making them so expensive? <laughs> like I They're I, cheap as shit in England. I saw Chubbs <laughs> in Walmart. So it was like two weeks later after we had the whole like, don't jammy my Dodger yeah. podcast, 104 or whatever. And I saw him in, in Walmart, and we're talking, and he had no knowledge of this episode. And I just brought it up to him. I was like, hey, you know, Chris told me about the crumpet situation. And uh, what about these Heinz beans? He's like, damn it, they're so expensive. He's like, it's an American company. Did you know that? It's Heinz. I said, I do. But you got to order from England on Amazon. (laughs) You got to go to a special store in Joliet or wherever. The only place you could get it. It's the Heinz Bean store. Uh, Yeah, apparently. And then he kept telling me, he's like, they're really weird. It's like, geez, they're really weird. He said that about crumpets too, but they're not that weird. But did you have the beans? I didn't have the beans. I was going to dump some on my crumpet, but I just really feel like we have to get these beans. We got to get the beans. Yeah, from a pork butt. We got to get these beans. I'm going to rub I can these. See the beans tomorrow. Uh-huh. I know a guy. I know a bean guy. I got. I got a bean guy. You got a bean guy? Yeah, Chubbs. I just go over to his house. That's <laughs> true. Take him out of his pantry. That is true. You could literally. He's just got drive like five gallon there. buckets of them. Be like, hey, give me them beans. Give me them beans. All right. Um. 
We're going to rub that pork butt. Must be getting late. Our listeners, our, our viewers are dropping off like flies. Are they? That's fine. What are you watching, Jerry? Uh, to be honest, not much. I haven't watched much um, recently besides, like, I watched, obviously, The Mandalorian last week. But to be honest, this week, the only thing I've watched, guess. Shit's Creek. All right, that's another thing I've watched. Survivor. <laughs> oh, no, I'm done with that. Okay, I don't know. What? Everything that's available to me, I've watched. Of what Survivor. have you watched? So I did watch some Shit's Creek. The other one, Star Wars Rebel, Rebels. Oh, yeah, Rebels. Yeah. So I'm halfway through season three now. Okay. A lot of things happening with Darth Maul. Oh, yeah. Like, he's all up in some business. And it's it's like the greatest show. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else to say besides, like, last night I was watching it, and I, fell, I ended up falling asleep, and then I woke up this morning, and it played through the whole third season you know but i had gotten through um 11 episodes and i think there's 22 so i think i'm exactly halfway through but i was so frustrated that i missed the like i fell asleep because i was so into it like you were texting me like we were texting last night and i was like i'm watching rebels right now i'm way too busy to do anything else because i'm into this i cannot get up i'm not gonna move i have to watch this show there were so many things that happened that I had never seen before in Star Wars world. Where did you drop off? Because I'm looking at the episodes here. I believe it was 11. What's the name of it? Um, no. I, well, I don't know. I don't see them that, that way. Well, there, I mean, what else way do you see them? Did you watch Hera's Heroes? Where they <laughs> uh, return to Ryloth? Hang on. Thrawn is there and stuff. Don't, don't worry about it. It's not that important. Um... I don't know. I don't remember that part. No. Oh man, you got so many good episodes. I like. I'm just looking at the titles of the episodes. Yeah. It, I mean, I can tell right now from where you got it a went, lot of episodes left, dude. From the first two seasons, like the first two seasons were very good. I enjoyed. I enjoyed everything about them. But getting into this third season, holy crap, has it changed? Yeah, because the third season, it, just, it comes back in the future where Ezra's older, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. This he, is where it starts to rock and roll. His head's shaved. And yeah. It's amazing. Holocrons of fate. Yeah. Antil- oh, yeah. Wait, let me, let, me look, let me look. I'll tell you. I'll tell you where I'm at. It was, uh, yeah. Here is Heroes. I'm past that. Yeah. The last battle. That's where they go. The, the, <clears throat> the, the place where the droids didn't know the clone war ended right imperial super commandos that's a good one um okay so no i wasn't uh i'm not past nine i was i finished on an inside man (laughs) oh okay yeah you're way down there okay i i finished on an inside man i watched that one but i fell asleep during the next one so vision and voices started and I started seeing some of that, but I fell asleep. And I don't remember much about it. I don't know much. You, okay, so the rest of this season is like Mandalore stuff, basically. Oh, I'm so excited. And then season four is a shorter season. And that's when you really start getting that's into... That's the end, isn't it? Yeah. There's only four seasons. Yeah, but that's when you start really getting into the different, like, the different understanding of the Force that Star Wars ever has ever put forward to you Really? Yeah. 
It's an awesome. It's awesome. Like you haven't gone to the have they set up their new base on the planet where they see the big dude? Yes. Okay. Like the big guy with horns? Yeah. Like okay. the yes, the bowl type. Yeah, guy. there's there's more more with that. Okay. okay. Yeah, but I, I this man, this show is blowing my mind. Yeah. Everything about it. If you love Star Wars, and again, we've said it so many times, I understand, and you're probably sick of it because there were so many weeks where Chris was involved with watching Rebels over and over again, and now it's me watching Rebels over and over again, but there's a reason why this yeah. is happening, and you, you need to get into it as well. Uh, David Seatontop said, Godless. We've been talking a lot, like at every episode, it's like the next thing on my list to start. And but I'm like, I need Mandalorian to end, and then... Uh, so I started Godless, but I... There's only one season of it, I think, right? It's a miniseries. We talked about this. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I'm going to watch it. It's literally next on my list. Jeff Daniels is in it. He I haven't really been good. had a lot of time to watch much lately at all, so... And the only time that I've had has been like really late at night, and I've gone to turn on Godless, and oh. it seems pretty heavy. So I'm like, I need to not do this right now. Guess what's going to happen starting about 11 o'clock next Monday? What? Like coming up on Monday, the 21st. What? I'm not going back to work until January 4th. That's amazing. <laughs> so Monday, so I have Friday. What are you doing with all that time? Friday, Saturday, Sunday I have off. Monday, I go to work. I'm going to be at work at 6 in the morning, and I'm going to come home probably by 11 at least, and I'm not going to go back to work until January 4th. That's awesome. And I am so excited about this. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want, Chris. I can do whatever I want. I'm, like, in charge of my life. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm important. Yeah. Okay? I'm like a boss. I'd get in some video games. I'm going to do video games. I'm going to watch God. I'll watch Godless. If, if David, I'll watch Godless. If that's he what said, you want dude, me to do. Dude, it's heavy. I know. It looks heavy. And that is why I haven't started yet because I need to not start it at 10 o'clock at night. That's the problem. Which is the only times I've been having to watch stuff. And Guess I watch what? like one episode of Shit's Creek and I fall asleep. So I'm going to, I'll pay attention to like family and stuff during the holidays. After that, I'm I'm just not. I'm gonna stay awake twenty four seven, and just consume. Yeah, and consume everything. <laughs> I'll probably sleep during the day. I'm gonna throw like food out on the floor, just like Skittles and like bread, <laughs> and like probably Heinz beans. <laughs> I'll put them in bowls. I'm not gonna put that on my. I feel like it'd be it would eat the polyurethane off my. You don't want to put a Heinz hardwood. beans on the floor. Yeah, it would damage the hardwood. Very vinegar heavy. I'll, I'll put them in random bowls around the house. Things actually get cleaner when you put Heinz beans on them. Really? Yeah, because of the vinegar. Okay, so that I definitely need to put them on my floor then <laughs> For because sure. it's dirty. So I'm just going to scatter food around my house, and I'm just going to probably sleep during the day, you know, when my kids are awake, and then as soon as Amy gets home, I'll wake up uh, and then act like I was like a parent. I'm going to do whatever I want. Nice. She's going to go to bed. The kids are going to go to bed. And I'm going to live my life at night, all through the night, until the sun comes up. And then, I'll be, then I'm just going to throw more food on the ground <laughs> and go to sleep. Perfect. That's what I'm going to do for two weeks. I'm in. Oh, wait. No, I have to work. <laughs> right. Oh, you do? Well. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, I'm not probably going to work. 
Christmas Eve, and then from there until probably New Year's because we're going to Wisconsin Dells. Oh, yeah. Was I supposed to look into that? Yeah, I think you were looking <laughs> into that. I completely forgot about it. Um, so anyway. Yes? You were talking about, what were we talking about? Well, we started talking oh, about Godless, Godless yeah. and then I said like. You said it's like True Detective plus Justified, two shows that I love. Yeah. So. Very good. I got into Justified because of David. Hey, guess what? So Timothy Oliphant was in this year's Mandalorian. Or this season of Mandalorian. Yes, he was. In a very um justified, justified way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much the same character. Yeah. It all started with uh Deadwood. Yeah, pretty much. It's the same as Deadwood character, just continued on I to wish Justified. The Deadwood sequel would have interested me at all. I wish it was good. Yeah. I wish they would have done it well. Um, okay, so there is a couple things I've been watching. Um, not much. I mean, I've still been watching Shit's Creek. I'm about yes. done. I'm about done with that now. Man, that show's really good. It's really good. I mean, I'm saying I'm, I'm not about, done with it at I'm all. I'm about done with the the well, seasons. No, no, I'm not. There's like six. There's seasons. six seasons. Yeah. Yeah, I'm only on season. I like. I just started season five. All right. We. Uh, I think I'm on three now. I'm on three. It's a quick watch, but. Um, it hasn't gotten worse. I enjoy it. I like it. Yeah. It's worth watching. It I don't really know what is. else to say. It's worth watching. The the part of this show that literally like blows my mind is that every single episode I continuously think, why will I like this the next episode? Or like, how do they continue the story the next season? Nothing really advances. Like there's not much. It does in well, season four. Yes. Okay. So you've you've said that, but where I'm at right now, it feels like nothing really advances. They're just there. They're just doing their thing. Like they're just being alive, and they're creating a story from that. And I always feel like, what? I don't think it's about next. plot as much as about just like living in this world with these characters. Right. And I so enjoy it. I enjoy every moment of it. It is very enjoyable to watch. Um, what's his name? Eugene Levy is really good in season five. He, I don't know. He's so super funny. See, like David just said, Timothy Oliphant was in this year's Fargo too. He plays the same character as he does in Deadwood and That's Justified. Actually, and he does in Mandalorian. It's David the only brought, character. David brought play. it up um, before I watch Godless. I'm going to watch Fargo because Fargo is like one of my favorite shows of all time. And, and I this haven't is seen season the new season. I think three, it's three or four. Or four, yeah. yeah. But with uh, Chris Rock, right? They filmed a lot of it in Pontiac. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, all right. One other thing I watched, uh, and then I got one that I read. I watched... Um, you read? Yeah. I read. Holy a comic cow. book. No way. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. So um, years and years and years ago, I went to one of my friend's weddings um, in Marco Island, Florida. Flew down there, go to his wedding. Okay. Had Who a was great this? time. Dan. Do I know him? Yes. You know him well. Very oh. well, indeed. Dan. Kilmer. Like Jim Bilmer's yes. brother? Uh, oh. Went to his wedding down there. So we had like, we went down there for like an extended stay. Okay. And um, one of the nights we're like, hey, let's go out. There's this bar that has a comedy club. Like at night, they turn into a comedy club. Sure. We're like, well, let's go out to this comedy club. I, I don't know at that point if I'd ever really, I mean, I've, I don't know if I'd ever seen a lot of live comedy. Mm -hmm. This might have been the first comedy comedian I've ever seen. I went to Second City one time and it was. I mean, I saw phenomenal. Wayne Brady. You did? When I was in high school. 
Really? Yeah, it was awesome at the Joliet Rialto. No kidding. Um, but anyway, so we go to this little bar, yeah, and they had this comedian come on. Never heard of him. Looked him up. It's like he's been on MTV. He's been on this. He's been mm-hmm. on that. Seemed like whatever. We didn't care. There's yeah, nothing else ma- to do. Didn't matter. Yeah. Marco Island is like not a. It's not like a nightlife kind of place. It's like where old rich people go. Oh, I love that. I love <laughs> old people, especially if they have money. Um, so we go there, and it was this guy, uh, Andrew Schultz. Andrew Schultz. I know that. Yeah. And he was like... I know that name. I never heard of this guy again until I started hearing him on Joe Rogan. Apparently him and Joe Rogan are friends. He's been on there a bunch. Yeah. And I didn't realize it was the same guy because at the time, nothing stuck out about this guy. Although he was really, really funny. He was really, really funny. But very like uh, edgy. And like... He is. Anyway... So I remember the show was amazing. I remember after the, after the show, I walked up, I talked to him. I'm like, hey, man, that was really funny. It was just a bar. I mean, there was like 20 people there. Okay. And so we talked to him a little bit. We're like, hey, that was really funny. He's like, oh, whatever, thanks. Yeah, talked to I him don't like Just you. for a couple minutes. But anyway. I'm better than you. Um, so never heard of this guy again. And then I started hearing him on Joe Rogan. Yes. And I'm like, that name sounds familiar, but never connected the dots. Until I saw his YouTube show, the Adam Andrew Schultz show on YouTube. Like in the last six months. Okay. And I watched a bunch of this episodes and I'm like, this guy's hilarious. I really like his show. And then after about like the fifth or sixth episode, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> and it's just the way the guy sits. Like he what? manspreads, basically. If you oh, watch yeah. his show, he's Big like time. always manspreading and the camera's like down below, like shooting up at his crotch, basically. I don't know why. That's strange. But that's what pointed to my head because I remember when I went to that comedy show, I'm like, that guy's sitting weird. And that's why I recognized him. And I started looking it up. And it, it was the same thing as that I looked up when I saw him the first time, like MTV this, this, and that. You only remember him because of how wide his legs are. Well, I remember his set because it was really funny. But I remember thinking the way he sits is odd. You're like, my gosh, the man's junk. <laughs> it just makes his legs spread out so far. Anyway, so, and then this guy's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger because this YouTube show took off and yeah. then he signed a deal with Netflix and now like the big banner when you go on Netflix. He's he, on Netflix? He just oh, released a special. That. It's a four part special, like four episodes. It's basically like his YouTube show but it's on Netflix now Okay. and it's called Andrew Schultz Saves America, I believe. And it is wow. like four episodes and yeah. each one's a different topic. He talks about Everything that happened this year, basically. Well, seven hours ago, the Daily Mail came out with new Netflix comedy special, Schultz Saves America, is slammed as racist. It's, I don't know why that would be. Um, It's controversial, I would say, but he's very middle of the road. Yeah. He rails on liberals and he rails on conservatives. And you will, if you're in one camp or the other, you're going to hear things that you hate. That you hate, and you're going to hear things that you love. If you're on either side. And that... So he forces you to be libertarian. He forces you to be <laughs> middle of the road. He and forces like, you to be a normal person. Basically, That's it, what his it thing is. is like the extremists... Like stop. The extremes on both sides are idiots, and he makes fun of them, basically. I love it. And it's, it's, and it's like a joke a second. It. I mean, you can't, even, you can't even understand how many jokes are being shoved in your face so fast. So after I looked him up, I can, I know I've watched him on... I'm uh, sure you have. His YouTube show Joe is Rogan. huge. 
Oh, and on Joe Rogan, yeah. That I know I've seen him on Rogan. The jokes That's, are so quick and so fast. It's like conversation. It, like it, his conversation is the jokes. Almost too much to handle. Really? It, it's really funny. So it, it almost wears on you though. Like if you watch Do you remember I watched like the interaction with back, him? I watched all four back to back and they're not that long. I think they're only like fifteen minutes. Maybe they're maybe they're twenty or thirty minutes, but they bleed into one or the other. So you basically, it's like one comedy special. Yeah. So do you remember the interaction with him? Like very brief. Just like, hey, that was really funny. Was really he enjoyed racist? the show? You feel like he was a racist? Um, he is edgy. I mean, he is. If you would call Dave Chappelle, it's like that type of humor. I love that man. He's not. I mean, it's not Dave Chappelle, but. It, you know what I mean? That kind of... The best thing I've seen of Dave Chappelle, and I think I've said it on this podcast before, but he he was at the Kennedy Center Honors. Like, he was being honored, like, with the Kennedy, Kennedy Center Award or whatever it's called. Um, Barack Obama was there and whatever, like, a bunch of, like, really high-profile people. And Dave Chappelle was the man being honored, right? And... Everything happened, like the whole show happens. Dave Chappelle comes up last, obviously, because he's the man being honored. And he's smoking a cigarette, standing on stage. And the first thing he said was, he grabs the microphone, and he's smoking the cigarette, and he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, they, a lot of people have been yelling at me about smoking cigarettes in here tonight. He's like, apparently you're not supposed to do this. He's like, it's frowned upon in this facility to smoke cigarettes. He's like, but I figured since I'm the guy being honored, they're not going to kick me out. He's like, so I'm going to continue to smoke cigarettes. And he was standing on stage and everybody was watching him. And I thought, man, that's a bold move. Yeah. Like that dude does not care about anything. And he's right. How do you kick the guy out? That's being honored. Like you don't. So he's going to smoke cigarettes inside this building. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Well, he's the best. But this guy was really funny. I would recommend it. And I really like the, like, it's the aggressive way that he makes fun of both sides. I like that as well. And, yeah, I mean, he definitely said stuff that was racist. But they're jokes. He's a comedian. <clears throat> well, that... That's the thing. Isn't like, that the the... Like, today's day and age, like, that's the biggest gripe in today's day and age for people that... All comedians say things that are sexist, racist, whatever is do you want to call it. They're jokes. So that's the problem is like, don't you feel like people are picking and selecting certain people to say like are the worst? You know what I mean? Like or or like to cancel like this cancel culture of the media, like or or, or of like social media, I, I should say. Like there is a cancel culture absolutely out there of it doesn't really work with comedians. It doesn't seem to stick. It does with some of them. Bad ones. Mm. I mean, have you seen anything about, uh, uh, what's his name? Louis? Uh, yeah. We went and saw him. Louis C.K. Yeah, Louis C.K. You seen him back in the mainstream? He's touring. He'll be back. It's one of the funniest shows I've ever seen was, in my life. It, oh, my God. It hurt. My he's, he's the funny. Face, I mean, my chest. Him and Chappelle are like, up there when we left there i remember amy saying it too it's like our physical bodies hurt from laughing so much yeah yeah it was such a great show 
I think uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, he got in early on that whole situation and got not in a good way. Not in a good way. <laughs> I mean, he didn't get get in early. Like, all right, we're it, gonna skate through this. I'm just, just saying. Fine. I think he uh, he was one of the first, and then after a while, I think a kind of a fatigue grew. You know what I mean? It just so much of his comedy is what Louis C.K. was is very offensive comic as well. Yeah. So so he much says, of his sons are racist. So stuff. much of his comedy of and like sexual yeah. weird things, right? Was what they were blame blaming him for. And I'm not saying he's innocent. I, I guarantee you he's probably not in a lot of aspects. Like he's probably done things that were not good at all. But the majority of his comedy is what he was claimed to be doing. Right. And it's like, well, I mean, he's made jokes about this for like years. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It just seems weird that he's blamed for the exact thing, exact same thing that his jokes were about. Honestly, I think cancel, cancel culture is wearing thin on people now. The problem is... Yeah, I don't... The people that control that was, the gateway. It's a big deal. The people oh. that control the gateway to entertainment. Yeah. They very much have the power. They're the ones with the power, really. Right. I mean, the problem is, and I got other stuff to talk about, so I don't want to deep delve okay. too deep into it, but the problem is nowadays it's a news article when one person writes something on Twitter. You read these news articles now, like on Facebook and stuff, and it'll be like a shocking headline. It'll be like, this person said this, and here's the reaction. And then you scroll down, you read the article, and it's literally like one random person that you've never heard of that just posted yeah. something on Twitter, and they wrote a whole article about it. And I'm like, guys. <laughs> right. Like, this means nothing. There's 500 billion people on Twitter, you know, or however many people. Like, we can't do that. Yeah. You know? It's just, there's too, there's too many voices. We can't write articles about... Fucking Joe from Austin, Texas, who yeah. wrote something on Twitter. Right. And then make it seem like there's 100 million people with the same opinion. Can't do it. No. You can't do it anymore. But that's what they do. Because it's just for the clickbait. Head. It's to click that headline. They have to have something it, to write a story about, right? And the, so they get a tweet. They write like one half of a paragraph, the tweet, and then half of a paragraph below it, and a shocking headline. The, and every time people click on that, they make money. The problem is, is like you get the 18, 19, 20-year-olds in Chicago that are like, well, this is life. And they click on that, and they're like, oh, well, Joe. Look what he said. From Carthage in Ohio <laughs> is the worst human being in the world because he just said this. And that is the truth. And that's representative of everybody. Right. He, she, they, them. Yeah. That's, it's representative of that. You know what I mean? Like, they consider it, like, everything. It can, it's, I can't stand it. <laughs> All right. Do you got anything else? Because I got one more thing. No, go for it. What I read, Jerry, I read something. I'm so excited. Something dear, near and dear to your heart. Finally... Near and dear to my heart? Yeah, finally graced the presence of my wonky eyeballs. <laughs> and they, uh, they're freaking wonky. Eagle vision <laughs> slash blurry vision You eyeballs. should have started it with, I've got something for you. I read, um, which I thought I'd read this before, 
but apparently I hadn't. Okay. Paper Girls. All of it? No. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> just like the there's first, a lot of just it. Just the first trade. Okay. That's the only one I have. I'm pretty sure you've already read this. Have you? It seemed a little familiar, <laughs> but I didn't remember any of it, so okay. I, I guess not. I don't know. Well, I love it. Paper Girls, the first one, really fast read, by the way. Mm-hmm. You read it in like 10 minutes. I don't know. Very, very fast. I don't know if you could read the first trade in 10 minutes. It was very quick. It is. Like, there's not much. Well, that's your phone. What is... Oh, man. Who's calling me now? Mr. Mike Kinsella. Well, Mikey Kinsella, you need to get on Facebook and watch us there. I don't know how to. Uh, Isn't there a red dot? It won't let me do it. Anyway. Um, so, uh, Paper Girls. Paper yeah. Girls, Volume 1. What do you feel? Well, not as transfixed as you, okay. potentially. Well, you're not as far into it. Intrigued. Intrigued, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the concept a lot. I want to read more, but I wasn't jumping out of my seat. Well, no, I never jumped out of my seat for it. I think it's good. I love Brian K. Vaughn. I think the art was great. Wasn't it like on your top two or three books ever? No. Really? Ever? Or was that just the new readers one? No, it was the new readers. Okay. Definitely a good one for new readers. Yeah, it was the new readers. Very easy easy to read and not like... uh, It's easy to digest. You also have to get further than the first trade. For sure. Um, But I think the, the art's great. It's very easy to like digest. It was very like time centric. Like so, the what I mean by that is like for today today's day and age, like or the day and age that it came out, it was very easy for people to love. Like it was something. It was right before Stranger Things. Yeah, and it's very Stranger Things esque. Very much right. So it's like it's like basically what set up Stranger Things only with. These girls, very. It would be a great TV show. Absolutely, it would be an amazing. The problem TV is, show. is like you can't make that show now because of Stranger Things. Sure, you can. Amazon can. Yeah, Amazon could, but I don't think Brian K. Vaughn wants to. It'll get made. I don't think he's gonna deal with that. Well, he's making Why the Last Man, so right, and he has to make sure that is the best thing yeah, ever. Because to he's grace been trying television. to make it for twenty years. Or however long, fifteen if that years. Show is, if that show isn't good, I'm gonna burn this mother down. <laughs> I agree, but uh, no, I, I I liked it a lot. I'm really intrigued by it. Um, it's it, very it, simple. The fir- it is very simple, and the first trade is very light. Yeah, it is. It's very. breezy, man. It's breezy. It's light and breezy. It's easy to get through. It's basically like very introductory. Did you have the physical books? Yeah. I only have the first two trades. But the covers? I don't have the individual comics. No, oh, you right? don't? No. Oh, my gosh. The covers of these books. I really like the art. The art is great. The covers of these books remind me of like a Blade Runner, right? Because they're bright and flashy. Yeah, they're very fluorescent. Yeah. Each one of them was so different and so... Like, beautiful. Like, I loved each one of these. I have the whole first, at least the first trade, because I collected all of maybe two trades. 
I don't know. I got quite a few of them, but like each each cover of them is just amazing. Kind of like the Saga covers. They're amazing. Right. And it's very similar to that. It's not the same artist, but you can tell like it was directed in a certain way. I love, I just love the way it looks. Yeah. And at the back of it, there's always the, um, um, at the back of them, they have a newspaper article. Did you notice that? No. Did you see that? They didn't have it in the trade that I had. There was, so you would read the book, like when they were originally coming out, you would read the comic book, but that at the back side of it, they would have like a newspaper of the time and like of the day that they were talking about this story, they'd have a newspaper article in the back and it was, I don't know, I just thought it was a nice touch. Yeah. I liked it. I mean, I'm going to read more. It's definitely, definitely, definitely a great book for people trying to get into comics. Um, I just like the simplicity of it. If you like sci-fi type stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, I guess I was not knowing exactly the direction it was taking. Yeah. And it's definitely different than what you think. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's very fun. I think Brian K. Vaughn is probably the best comic book writer of our Neil Gaiman, like, Brian K. Vaughn, um, both of those be up there, yeah. I mean, Neil Gaiman, yes, absolutely. But he was kind of before my time anyways. Yeah. Like, he was doing things before me. But when I really came into comic books... I mean, that why, man why The Last done, Man in Saga alone? Or he's, like, literally two changed... Two of the greatest books. He's changed everything that I've loved. Yeah. Like that man has directed what I loved about, uh, comic books and TV. I mean, I wasn't big into lost, but my gosh, he, he played a huge role in lost. Like he wrote so many of those stories. He did. Yes. He was a writer on lost. Oh, I didn't know that. He wrote a ton of episodes on lost and he was a part of like the whole, problem or like the the end of lost like that everybody hates he was part of that i i know that's not necessarily a good thing but he wrote a lot of stories on lost and yeah and then uh 100 the 100 oh he did that too yeah um i'm just looking up some of the stuff he's done he's done a ton of ton of marvel and dc stuff he did some swamp thing um which we You've read this one thing. That's good. Oh, my gosh. Um, the winner story? Yeah. Why the Last Man? That's my favorite story of all time. I It really is. Oh, Ex Machina. Ex Machina is very good. That's it, very good. Saga is a big one for me. Oh, We Stand on Guard. He did that. Yeah. Very good. Um, man, he's the best. He really is. Yeah, Lost. Under the Dome, he did that. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. Not the 100. No, he didn't do under, the 100. Under the Dome. Showrunner, executive producer, and writer. That was a good show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he did some of the Runaways. That's a Stephen stuff. King. Oh, that's a different runaway. Stephen King show. Under the Dome. Yeah, but he. Oh, I didn't know it. he wrote Marvel Runaways on Hulu. Yes. Hmm. Not all of it, but some of it. Well, it was a comic book that he wrote. Did he write that comic book? Yes. Oh, I love that comic book. Yeah, Brian K. Vaughn did the whole comic book, and then he did the show too. I guess I. I guess I forgot that. I did know that. Yeah, the dude's did. been on everything. Yeah. What I loved about podcasts year ago, years and years ago, when like Kevin Smith did like actual podcasts where he interviewed comic right. book artists, he had Brian K. Vaughn on there, and it's some of the best stuff I've ever listened to. 
he had Brian K. Vaughn on there, and he had, um, oh, shoot. What's the guy that did? I wish I could remember. Damn it. I can never remember. Paul Dini. Well, yeah, that one. That'll make that you cry. That was a great episode. Um, there was two of them. Yeah. Two of them back to back. And he had uh, the other guy from Batman, the animated series, too, didn't he? Uh, Bruce Tim. Yes. Yeah. No, but I'm thinking of... Um, Criminal. Oh, uh, yeah. Ed Brubaker. Ed freaking Brubaker was on some of his podcasts. He's up there, too. He's up there, too, of the greatest kind of our, our generation of comics. If I could just be in the presence of these people so that they could, like, I don't know if you can, like, touch them and some of their magic essence will soak into your body, but I would love that to happen. <laughs> Because these guys, like, I don't know how they think of what they think of to write down, but it's definitely Especially Saga. Yeah. That's a thing. I just don't know how to put that kind of story together. No. So that's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got. Should let these good people go. All right. I guess we're done. For Snarf Dick Talk. Do that again. One for, more time. For Snarf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I am Jerry. See ya. See ya.